Um, you are watching and listening to the Who Move My Freedom podcast. Welcome back to the show. If this is the first time that you guys are watching this show, um, you know, welcome. This is, I'm not gonna, I, I don't, I, I honestly, I'm gonna be honest here, I don't have anything ridiculous prepared for today, like ridiculous accolades. If someone has a ridiculous accolade for us out there, I will read it. We'll see if anyone has it. But what I am going to do is ask you guys to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list, look around the site. Lola is um, always sharing deals on there. So we have a, you know, we have a deals page that you guys can find on there. And uh, also, if you're looking for the alternative platforms that we're on, you can find all of that under um, the Strangeaholics tab. That's the place to go to. Make sure you all smash the thumbs ups and ring the bell. And um, I think we're going to get into it here right now. Let's see. I'm going to load my guest in and myself. And I'm going to smash the open. Welcome back to the Hank Strange situation. All right, guys. Life make sure you subscribe to the channel. Smash the thumbs ups. Ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live. And we are live. Uh, we've got Marcus Torgerson. Krav Maga instructor joining us. I don't think he knows about this, but we do this thing called jazz hands here. Even the tough guys have to do it. We're taking <laughs> it back. We're taking yeah. it back from the terrorists, Marcus. I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I hope you guys have your big girl panties on out there. It's going to be a fun show. Um, this is episode 761. We're going to talk Krav Maga with Marcus Torgson. Torgerson. Am I saying it right, Marcus, first of all? It's, you know what? It's a long it's a long ass name. Just go with Marcus. I have hard times pronouncing it. How how do you how do you pronounce it's it? Torgerson. Yeah, Torgerson. What yeah. is that? Scandinavian? Swedish? Yeah, Norwegian, okay. yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Lola was saying Torgerson, so my mind was I was like, where's Lola getting Torgerson from? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so. I I've learned a long time ago. If a woman wants to call me a name, I just say <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah, you know? he's just happy yeah, with it. Go just go with it. Yeah, so we've got Marcus on. We also should be having Dave from Down the Barrel LLC on here at some point. We're waiting for him to join us. If anyone knows where Dave is, uh, let him know that he's right now supposed to be on the show, and we're waiting for him. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that works out. Dave, if you're out there and you're trying to text Lola, I'm using her phone to broadcast this show. So forget about that. <laughs> no, it's not going to work. You could text me if you have my... I actually just texted you. So if you have my info, but I sent you an email, you should just be able to click through the link in there and come into the show. Uh, big shout out to Harry's Holsters. You guys can see down there, Harry's Holsters. They sponsor the show. We can't show guns while we're live here. That's one of the, the, the uh, crazy restrictions that we have from uh, YouTube. But the... Let me see if I can run this in. Here's my here's my carry holster right here, and that is from Harry's Holsters there, and that's my uh, Glock 43. Let me see, do I have a different? Do I have a? There's the opposite side of it. That's on my hips right now, but I took this picture before we did the show, so you know that's what I carry. If you use the code, um, I believe it's Hank Strange, you get 10% off at Harry's Holsters. He's got lots of different options there. If you guys are interested, just go to harrysholsters.com. They make Kydex, great Kydex holsters. All right. That being said, Marcus, welcome to the show, man. Well, thanks for having me on. I deeply appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on here. Um, so first of all, I think we should ask everyone out there, just smash the thumbs ups for Krav 
Maga, right? But I, I, you know, uh, there's a couple things. One, um, I don't know. You you said you did podcasts before, right? You've done podcasts yep. like this? Okay. Yep. Have you ever done Joe Rogan? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. because it seems to me like, you know, I would see you on Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, then, I'm, not, I'm not on that radar. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. This uh, might be... You know, you never know. Joe Rogan, I think if I if I'm going to come up with a ridiculous thing, I would say the ridiculous thing is if Joe Rogan is tripping and we go into his dreams, this is probably his number one freedom podcast right here for people yeah. talking about guns, the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. That's a that, that's that's our ridiculous thing. But I apologize for not being um, you know, a martial artist like yourself. The only thing I know about Krav Maga, man, is when I see in the movies, all the yeah. real badasses know Krav Maga. Tell us right. about your, yourself and how you got into this. Like, where do you come from? All that kind of stuff. Well, I'm, I'm originally from Canada, uh, Vancouver, BC, Canada. And I've been doing martial arts now 42 years. Um, and I've been doing Krav Maga since uh, 2005, so it's like 15, 16 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a guy who, who likes to uh, educate and empower myself, and then I do that with others. That's mm-hmm. it. That's, that's me in a nutshell. All right. Very cool. Uh, Lola says she wants you to move over a little bit so you can center yourself a little bit more. The other way. The other way. There you go. There we go. There uh, we go. How's that? Right. Awesome. I, I noticed you got, I noticed you got like, uh, Batman, some Batman stuff. Yeah, well, you know, they, everybody's yeah. got to have uh, a superhero that they enjoy, and I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a Batman fanatic. Yes. So, um, let's see here. So, let me get this. So, you're Canadian. I am. Oh, okay. When did you leave Canada to come to the States? I'm on my seventh year now. Seventh okay. Year. Oh, Looking so, forward oh, to naturalization. Oh, okay. No, no, that's not, long, no. No, no. So what did you do in Canada? Like, you know... Oh, um, shit. Um, well, I had one of two jobs in Canada. I was either a personal trainer for fitness or work in nightclubs uh, for security. Okay. So were yeah. you... So, and this, like, so... Because uh, I think you said that you've been in Krav Maga for like 15 years, right? 15. Yeah. 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 So did you do some other kind of martial arts before you got into Krav Maga? Or? Oh, yeah. I, I've been doing – I've done a bunch of different systems. Uh, started from Kung Fu when I was a little kid, you know, mm-hmm. and, then, uh, and mm-hmm. then got into a very traditional Okinawan system for a mm-hmm. bunch of years. Um, and then took a little bit of a break, uh, you know, a few years break, and then got into Krav Maga and then got on a teaching team. And then I've been traveling for last uh, – nine years my mm-hmm. job is to go to different countries and certify people in Krav Maga to become instructors seminars okay. workshops yeah how does the how does that all work with Krav Maga like are there belts um yeah how does that well okay every like like everything on the planet it, there's divisions right there's mm-hmm. you know different organizations and uh what have you some people use belts uh, my my organization that I'm a part of, we have patches, um, and there's a, a ranking system like practitioner, then mm-hmm. graduate, then expert. Um, uh, and at, at this current standing, I'm uh, expert level three, which is we have a total of six expert ranks. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, I'm, I'm a little up there. All right. 
That's it. Okay. So wait a second. So you're at expert level three. Yeah. So where is that on the pyramid? Like, you know, between right. you and Jason Bourne, like, where's Jason Bourne? Is Jason Bourne Krav Maga? I'm trying to figure. Uh, well, let's let's uh, see. When, what movies have Krav Maga in it? Well, uh, Jason Bourne, what they did, the choreographers were really smart. Mm-hmm. They took like a mixed mash of of different systems and kind of threw it together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jason Bourne is the epitome of finding a common object and beating you with it. Right. You know, <laughs> that guy rolled up a newspaper and started slapping the shit out of people. So, I'm uh, telling you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not and a Matt Damon fan, but everyone's no. like Jason Bourne was in the, the first one at least was pretty good. Yeah. 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 I'm not a big Matt Damon fan. I mean, I actually, that's not true. I love his movies. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of, you know, mm-hmm. everything else, but, uh, but the Jason Bourne series changed a lot of things, changed the platforms for people and how they viewed self-defense and what they mm-hmm. could do. You know, same with John Wick. Same yes, idea, that's you know, what I was saying. A pencil and shit. You know? So, so is John Wick? Is he also using uh, mixed martial arts, or uh, like how much of that is Krav Maga in, in John Wick? Not, let's say? not really any of it. Oh, okay. I mean, most like Krav Maga doesn't fit the movies very well. Uh-huh. Um, ironically. The t- two places I've seen it, uh, the Punisher TV series, okay, and um, Sean fucking Penn in The Gunman. Ironically. You know what? I never saw that movie. Was that good? Did you like that movie? Well, I, I'm not a big. Yeah, no, no one's movie, a big Sean Penn fan, so you don't worry right? about it. Yeah, um, Sean Penn. But, Sean Penn is cray cray. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As as yeah. are most people named Sean. <laughs> yeah, well, good point. Or Liam. Yeah. Yeah, um, never never name your kids Sean. By the way, <laughs> that totally ruins them. <laughs> yeah, trust, um, trust me, I know. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna tell you how I know. Camera. Yeah, I'm um, not gonna tell you how I know that, but uh, yeah, I do know that. Well, I'll just take it as a, as advice. Yeah. Um. Uh. That, but that movie, The Gunman, had it was mm. a pretty good movie. I mean, but there was definitely some Krav Maga involved in it, but. Krav Maga doesn't translate well to the screen. It really does. If you're doing really like real Krav Maga, okay. it's way too fast, effective. It's not fancy. It's not for movies and stuff like that. No. Um, no. I, I was actually, oh man, what is it? Is it Alex Ryder? There's a TV series, like a British TV series, because I look at a lot of things like that. I look at a lot of television while I'm editing, right? Editing is a terrible right. thing. This is why <laughs> yeah. I don't look as, you know, as fit as you do, obviously. <laughs> Because, you know, hey, I, I'm a master. I'm a from the neck up, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stand up right now. Yeah. I'm a master of editing foo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but while so while I'm looking at that, I'm always trying to find different things to look at. Um, and I'm not, it's a weird thing, right? It's kind of like a fireplace that I need. I actually feel like I need something going right. in the background that's moving forward while I'm editing because editing slow like I'm slow so slow down going back trying to like looking at specific frames yeah. and seconds of stuff that it it drives me crazy I hate editing and right. I've been so doing you need it some background to keep you sane Yeah I've been doing it for yeah. 30 years you know so oh, um, I think I'm a pretty good uh editor Actually, if I if I toot my own horn, so go. to speak, so, yeah, little, just a little, little pat on there the back, you, go, just, you know. Just a bit. Yeah, if I actually worked for a living editing instead <laughs> of doing. 
this gun thing on YouTube, <laughs> I might have some real money. <laughs> Yeah, if I was working on the movies and stuff. But so I I look at stuff and I like British TV shows. I used to live in England um, and I understand the language. It's, you know, the Queen's English. Yes. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You know, those Brits are good people, man. You know, any any culture where there's headbutts involved in their vocabulary. Yeah. Small for. Yeah. So I, I was looking at this thing called Alex Ryder, which is about this kid. He's like in high, the England's uh, equivalent of high school or whatever. I don't know, form whatever that is. I've forgotten that. But he's he's basically in what we would consider high school. And his I guess his uncle that he's living with is a CIA, like a, a undercover agent, works with British intelligence. And I think his parents did also, and they died. So he kind of has this in his heritage. Oh, is this Dave? Is this Dave calling in? Hold on. Let's see here. So he kind of has that in his uh, heritage. Oh, well, look who decided to join us. Yeah, look at that, oh. Dave. Go go uh, vertical. Go vertical with the camera, Dave. Boom, there you go. All right. Sweet, Dave's joining us. Awesome. We got him set up. I was just in the middle of a brilliant uh, story here. Um, let me see. What is happening with my... Uh... Okay, so anyway, so so this kid is supposed to be like a secret agent. That's the whole thing. And in there, they're saying that he was trained in Krav Maga. Maga, excuse me, Krav Maga. So, but we hear about it so much. And then I think, like you said, it's just one of those things that a lot of people. What's the history and the background of this? This comes from Israel, right? Or it's developed? Was yeah. it developed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, developed in in Israel. Uh, the the inventor was a gentleman by the name of Amy Lechtenfeld. And mm-hmm. they, uh, when in '48, when Israel became a state, um, they knew they needed something for their military. Uh, and this gentleman was in charge of the hand-to-hand combat and fitness for uh, for the IDF. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, it it's been it's been created through the blood of battle. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they'll try something and then. They're, they don't have like two weeks to, to get good at it. They got to be like good at it now because in an hour, all of a sudden the fights, the war is happening. Okay. Um, so its purpose was so that it would be easy to learn, easy to replicate and able to do under the stress of war. Um, and that and that hasn't that's the backbone of it. That's the, 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 the soul of Krav Maga. And that's and that's how it should be uh, mm-hmm. from here on out. So, so was it because how do you develop something that fast that didn't um, come from um, centuries like some other martial arts fighting skills? What was it based on itself? Right. Well, so the the inventor was a gymnast, a wrestler, and a boxer. So okay. he just took a lot of that stuff. Plus, mm-hmm. his dad was I don't we don't really know the deal is his dad was a detective. Like they're originally from Hungary, mm-hmm. um, and he learned a bunch of stuff from when he was in the circus mm-hmm. i know it sounds like a, a weird story but so i think there's you know they they basically did what a lot of systems do they just take a bunch of shit mm-hmm. find out what works and then put it together and turn it into a system mm-hmm. yeah interesting interesting yeah we, we've got we've got dave joining us dave what's up can you hear us yeah can you hear me absolutely sir how's it going man long time no see what's going brother what's going on bro <laughs> you look good man yeah. you look good Dave. I try. 
Yeah. <laughs> Got that sexy going. I usually only see Dave in the... Dave's been on the show before, for anyone who wants to know more about Down the Barrel LLC. Um, but he, he's always in the chat. So, um, you know, Lola's been trying to get Dave to come on for a while now. And, you know, he got, like, you know, like how people want all white M&Ms, you know, have to have, Dave's like, I'm not coming on without Marcus. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's so, okay. The check's hmm. in the mail, Dave. Check's in the mail. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Dave, do you know uh, Krav Maga? Uh, no. No. Okay. How did you guys know, meet? Uh, through skill set. Oh, okay. Skill set magazine. Mm-hmm. So we knew, we met through skill set. Oh, okay. Yeah. What did you guys do like a photo shoot or something or? Um, no, we. I don't know how we met. How did we meet? Hey, man, social media is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're. I think I think I stalked him or something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Did no. you guys meet in person, like in the real world, or just over the internet? Not yet. Oh, okay. Wow. Hopefully, hopefully that'll change in a few months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're working on that, bro. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how nowadays people, like, you meet people and you become really good friends with them and you never actually met them yeah. in, in person? That's the one That's the one positive thing of social media, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if it's not mm-hmm. one thing, that's it. You get yeah. some good friendships. Yeah. The other day I was talking to John Crump that's on the show all the time. We do a lot of stuff together. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, you going to the Iraq veteran thing, you know, because I'm going to be there. I get to meet you in person. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm sh- you've met me before. He's like, nope, I have never met you in the real world. And I, I couldn't even believe it. Yeah. You know, well, so. It's, it's, a, it's more common now than it would ever have been 20 years ago or yeah. even five, 10 years ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, like when so when the internet started, it was only for internet dating. But like what I'm saying now, dudes are literally or like you know you want you get you're marrying a, a wife, your wife's from Russia or something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, now dudes are actually meeting each other, becoming good friends, doing business. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> doing business together, making money, and they never met each other. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a, that's exactly what happened to me. Can you hear me good? Yeah, we can hear you good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. But uh, no, I don't know Krav Maga. I know a little bit. I know the kick the nuts part, and you know oh. <laughs> a little bit of the a little bit of it, but not not much. I don't know enough to um, really like use it in a self defense situation. Okay. Um, to me, it it seems like Krav Maga is. Um, I think it's one of the better. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's because it's a it's a mixture. I think, it, from what I understand, it's a mixture of, like Bruce Lee said, take what's good and throw away what's not. So mm-hmm. I think Krav Maga is one of the better um, training fighting styles. Okay, yeah. so it's I mean, more it's more yeah. practical. You're saying it's like a practical uh, martial art. Yeah, because like when we um, when we were doing like uh, urban warfare, and you it, when you go into rooms in the military, they got like what they call breakaway furniture. Mm-hmm. So it's furniture that's it's supposed to be soft, but the shit's hard as fuck, you know. <laughs> but um, when you go into the room, it's a lot of um, the guy, the 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 guy that's teaching you goes, uh, "Crab my guy." So basically, what he's saying is, pick up something and hit him with the fucker, mm-hmm. you know. It's mm-hmm. and and so it's kind of like Krav my guy. You use everything that's around you, from what I understand. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. And yep. anything anything you can do to save your life mm-hmm. is how I, I look at it. Mm-hmm. So yep. yeah, yep. That's that's the best best example I've ever heard. Yeah, it seems uh very it, it, like from what you're saying seems to be based on something very uh, practical. How do we? And I don't want to. I don't necessarily want to spend the whole time like talking about like I'm I'm down to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about here. But uh, you know, since this is your area of expertise, we've never had anyone on doing this. You know, uh, that that does this to talk about this kind of stuff. And if the folks out there have questions, ask us. We've got the instructor here, and you know, we can we can get into that. Let's say I invent a Krav Maga move. Let's say I do that, for example. Okay. Okay. <laughs> How do I get that officially <laughs> into the archives? You know, into the uh, Jedi archives, this move. How do I get it in there? Uh, stress test it, battle test it, uh-huh. go over and over and over and have, make sure it, it doesn't uh, fail under pressure. Okay. And and lastly, the last thing is everybody should be able to do it. Okay. Like I should be able to take you guys and your wife and some kid off the street and a woman who's never trained in any combatives and be able to teach it to her easily and have her be able to replicate it relatively uh, the same under stress. Then it's a Krav Maga move. Okay, so is there actually like a process for that? If so, like let's say, uh, who can do it? Like, is it does it have to be someone like a high level like yourself? You know, could it be if I see you and I teach it to you and you see like, oh, this is easy. Like, how does that work if it works at all? Have you ever seen that happen? Someone comes up with a move? Um, not really, because at okay. the end of the day, there's there's a there's a finite amount of ways to punch somebody or kick somebody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like nothing's changed in the last, I don't know, since they were doing it in mm-hmm. the olden days. Mm-hmm. So now it becomes more very specific to scenario based situations. If me and Dave are at a Dunkin' Donuts, right. And we're, we're sitting across from each other and somebody comes in and all of a sudden starts trying to attack me from a knife. Well, they can only do it. X amount of ways, right? There's only a certain amount of biomechanical ways to do it. So going on principle, which is where where Krav Maga, like anything else important, is based off of, I have a principle of attack, I have a principle of defense. So as long as I know the principles of attack and defense, I can do my counterattacks and combatives effectively to create the opportunity for escape. And, you know, so coming up with new shit is usually done because they haven't uh, mastered the basics well enough, so they got to get creative. In my okay. opinion. Okay. Yeah, I understand that, and, and I'm basically asking that because uh, my angle of attack here is, you know, you always see these videos, right, where guys are doing stupid moves. You know, the, have you have you guys ever seen this? I'm sure uh, you must have seen all the, oh. the like. Let me show you how you disarm someone. This is how you take the gun apart. You know, and they're always doing it to a person who's not really moving, not really resisting or, uh, yeah. You know, and in the gun industry, I think any industry, gun, knife, self-defense, protection, whatever, you're always going to have fucking retards who, who, who ruin something and ruin the, the optics on people. People go on YouTube, how to defend yourself against, uh, somebody trying to choke you with a rope from behind and you get some fucking idiot who has no clue at all what he's doing say oh do this in six easy moves and then somebody will try it and then end up getting killed right right 
you know what I mean? Like that, like don't, oh my God, that's a sore spot for me. Whether it's, and it doesn't matter. It could be the firearms industry, the, the edge weapons community, anything. There's always some fucking asshole who, who happens to get all the attention for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's also the same people who think like Master Ken is a real person, right? Mm-hmm. Like Master Ken is actually a martial <laughs> artist. Well, I'm going to do the grind. <laughs> yeah. The grind. The guy's, uh, he's an mm-hmm. actor. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? he's not a real dude. Yeah, yeah. So. And wrestling, wrestling is not real. I'm a what? skeptic. I'm a skeptic about it. Yeah, it's not real, fuck? dude. <laughs> you mean Hulk Hogan didn't really do all that shit? Well, oh, look, I would say okay, it's a it's a sport. It's definitely a sport. You have to be an yeah, athlete. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that shit, man, and not be able to be athletic. Yeah, you have to they did they train to be able to do those moves to each other. But if you don't choreograph that, how's that going to happen? Like if you're going to if you're going to actually jump back and go into the ropes and then come the person, you know, it has to be uh choreographed. Yeah, for all scripted, that kind of stuff to happen. Well, roughly scripted. Well, yeah. I bet I beg to differ on some of it being real. I mean, Please. have you ever seen somebody body slammed on concrete? Oh shit. Oh, uh, that's yep. so yeah, I mean, I you know, yeah. some some of it is yeah, some of it's real. It's mm-hmm. just they it's it, they're in a safer environment with. You. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I and I think there is some level, that's what I'm trying to say, there's some level of athleticism. I always remember that interview that uh, what was I, I forget the name of the reporter that did that thing with uh, Hulk Hogan and he was telling him it isn't real and then Hulk Hogan smacks him and he was like does that feel real? <laughs> yeah, because you see some of those guys' chest is like red and you know mm-hmm. I mean you've got guys that's been killed you've got mm-hmm. guys that had their neck broke Stone Cold broke his neck remember that he broke yeah. his neck in a match mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so yeah some of it can be done effectively mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But I think you're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with speed and gravity in a, in a hospital, even in a stage situation, shit happens and accidents happen. You can't jump off the top rope and your partner will do his best to absorb you as you go into the ground. But mm-hmm. fuck, man, that's, that's still gravity and speed. Some of those things are, are science based that just don't work well, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, they're definitely still risking their bodies. So I don't want to say that they're not risking their bodies and stuff like that. Look, there's a lot of things I don't think are real. I mean, I'm really skeptical. I'm not into sports, so I don't know a lot about sports. But I think that all professional sports to me are not really real. I think there's a lot of control going on in the background. And it seems like a lot of the people who win seem too coincidental. There's always some kind of, especially lately, there's always some kind of fairy tale story behind these guys they've always been trying to win the world series and now all of a sudden they win it when you know if you go back even just like 20 years ago it was the same teams dominating all the time you know i like i said i'm not into sports but i remember living in new york and and, uh with the bulls and the knicks and the bulls always kicked the knicks ass you know and they won all these champions they didn't do it every single time but but you know they did it and nowadays it seems like that's just some kind of rotating thing like oh we're gonna let you guys win and get some money we're gonna, you know. Well, I don't watch a lot of sports, so I, I'm I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. I don't yeah. know. Uh, last yeah. time I watched sports, Michael Jordan was uh, top of his game. That's what yeah yeah that's what I'm saying. You know, I when I lived in New York, I would be forced to watch basketball. You know, especially the the uh, the Bulls versus the the Knicks. Knicks. Yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, that's what I know. Do you have an opinion on this, Dave? Are you a sports uh, fan? Sports? I haven't watched sports since Emmett Smith. Um, <laughs> that's that. Uh, um, I watch a little bit when Cam Newton, because I, you know, I'm a Panthers fan of North Carolina, so I watched it when Cam Newton, and then when they mm-hmm. booted him, I kind of, kind of don't that's watch it no more. But um, sports mm-hmm. hasn't been sports since Dallas Cowboys, Redskins, mm-hmm. you know, 49ers, Deion Sanders. I mean, those types of sports you could. Um, it was hard to pick who would win. Where now is, you know. If Green Bay goes to the Super Bowl, like 90% chance they're going to win, that type of thing. Like you say, mm-hmm. it's more of a setup mm-hmm. than it's, it's for making money. So yeah. I just don't watch it no more. Yeah. I feel a lot of stuff has become that, you know. Um, Everything it, is monetized. Yeah. Everything that you do has to be monetized right now. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that you do, everything you wear, uh, if you're not being paid by a sponsor, mm-hmm. you're... You don't wear it. I mean, everything is monetized right now, and money is really useless, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. You know. Well, I think we're kind of like in the gig economy where everything is a gig, right? Everything right. is a gig. Um, I remember when I started doing this YouTube thing, and people felt sorry for me. They're like, so, so what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, why are you doing that? You know, <laughs> you don't want to make any money? <laughs> you know, or like, so it was just that kind of thing. Now there's kids going to college to get a degree to do, to do this. And it seems like, okay, this is more of a deliberate thing now, but everything is a deliberate thing. There's people whose job is delivering you your groceries. If I, if you if you tell me in the eighties when I had to drag a cart down to the grocery store, you know, with my mom and bring those groceries back, that someone was going to make money doing that, yeah, I'll be like, whatever, uh, you know, don't believe it. But everything is a gig yeah. now. Everything that you do, yeah, you know, everything is monetized, man. Everything yeah. is that's just the way the world is now. Yeah, and and what people don't understand, like entertainment, is the biggest monetization of all everything is for entertainment now i mean you got millionaires that fucking fall and damn near break their neck now they're millionaires i mean Mm -hmm. that shit is stupid Mm -hmm. and that just lets you know the value of money isn't what it used to be Mm -hmm. you know because you know honestly i can honestly tell you money don't make you happy Mm -hmm. you know and people don't understand that uh Mm -hmm. i was talking to a gentleman yesterday one of my buddies he's about 60 years old Mm -hmm. he told me he said i was happier when i was poor he said when I could go outside and play and we grow all the crops and stuff, he said, now I got money, all this I just got problems. It's like my head is spinning every day. And I yeah. was like, I feel you, man. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Yeah, there's truth. There is there is a lot of truth to that. I often say that to Lola. I remember when I met Lola and she was in college and I just had like a job. And, and back then, if you asked me, I would think, man, life is tough, right? You know, life is tough. Like I'm living paycheck to paycheck. But it was when I look back on it now, it's like, man, those are the good old days. We didn't have kids, you know, we didn't have to to pay for this thing, pay for that thing. And it's like the more a lot of times, the more money you make, the more money you're spending. Right. The more bills you have, more responsibilities, the things, the things feed off of you. Everything now has to get paid for. Kind of a deal. Well, there's, you know? there's something to be said for. You know, I've been lucky enough to do some traveling and it never fails at a, at a third third world country. You see kids who are kicking a soccer ball made of plastic bags, like 400 plastic bags. And they're kicking it and they're having a, they're having the best time ever. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you go to a place where, you know, life's a little bit easier. And this kid wants 
you know, he wants the latest Xbox or whatever, which that, I mean, that comes down to parenting. That's, mm-hmm. that's every kid's always going to be a little greedy, but it's a lack of appreciation of what you have. And that's what kills me about, you know, in North America is we just take too much shit for granted, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, it, and it does. And a lot of it's got to go to the parent. You can't just shit on kids because well, yeah, when, sure. I'm sure when all of us were eight, nine, 10, we were stupid idiots and it was up to our parents to fucking to, to, to lead us in a direction of what was what was right and what was wrong. So mm-hmm. you know, I don't I don't shit on kids about being um, ungrateful. I have to shit on the parents and being like, listen, come on, man, put them put them into to understanding that the value of a dollar and earning it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that seems to be kind of on the on the down. Like nobody's really doing that. I think I think uh, that's true. You know, kids come into the world most of the time as like a blank slate. There are some yep. evil babies that are born into the world. I'm just going to tell you yeah. that right now. Do you guys have yeah. kids? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you guys I, have I, kids? I've got, I have, I have son. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, 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 got, I got three. You have three? Okay. I got a, uh, yeah, my daughter is 22. My son, one of my boys is 18 and the other one's 17. Okay, cool. So, yeah. So, and then what? What about you, Marcus? Uh, my son is twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay. So yeah. our kids are kind of in the same range because I have a twenty-one and twenty-two-year-old, both boys. Um, and they're good yeah. people. I don't want to, you know, if they ever look at, they don't give a crap about what I do, really. Um, if they ever look at this in the in the distant future, <laughs> and they think I'm talking bad about them, they're good people. That's why I would agree that it's not really the kids as much as it is the parents and what we instill, and then also the 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 crap that is exists in the world versus like I'm 49 years old. The things that existed that existed back then, when I was younger, there's a hundred times more crap now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, Dave, how, how old's your daughter? Twenty-two. Should be twenty-two. Uh, the eleventh of this month. Yeah, this so is why he started you know, making guns. Well, yeah. So yeah. she <laughs> went through the internet, um, you know, as it was starting to get to the where it is now. And mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to be a sixteen-year-old girl now mm-hmm. compared to like it's evil. It's an ugly, ugly thing. People can. Like I have a, I have a little girl in my life and she is 16. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of like on the outside looking in and I look at some of the shit she has to deal with. She sings on a video and all of a sudden she's got people like, you should kill yourself. And all these comments, I'm like, look, man, I need, I need to know the IP addresses of where these motherfuckers are mm-hmm. because, and you're just allowed to say things without getting punched in the face. Um, uh, being yes. a kid now is, is uh, fuck. That's a type of hell. I don't, I would never want to go through again. Yeah. Personally. Now, I believe in freedom of speech, but I think at yep. the same time, the problem that we have today versus probably in the, because I think we're, we seem like we're all somewhere in the, in the same age yeah. range. I don't know. I might be the oldest one here. I'm 52. Oh, you're 52. Okay. So I'm not the oldest one. Uh, I'm 41. Dave's 32. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shit, I wish I was. <laughs> I wish I was fucking 32. <laughs> Um, but here's the thing. Like, I remember in my days when we didn't have as much stuff, you said some shit about someone you are probably going to see when you're saying it, you're probably seeing that person. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But if you say it like behind their back or whatever, uh, it's not, not too long before that is coming right back to you. So you have to be willing to take a punch in the face 
yeah. you know, yeah. uh, or stand up for what you say. But that doesn't really seem to exist anymore. There's not consequences. I think people should be able to say what they want to say. But yeah. at the same time, you know, there were more consequences in the past. It seems now people are more free to say things because they don't really, there's no consequences for it. I'm all, and I don't get it wrong. I, I'm all for the freedom of speech, mm-hmm. but I am like you, you know, you're going to get punched in the face if you sit there and say something to somebody uh, and you can't back it up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I don't I don't think that there's anything wrong with having freedom of speech. I love freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. However, while I need to thicken my skin so that it doesn't hurt my feelings, um, you have to be accountable for what you say and do on this planet. Mm-hmm. so if you're going to say some shit like if you, if all of a sudden somebody said something to Dave's daughter and I happen to be beside them I have the right you have the right to say whatever you want but I have the right to fucking put you in the hospital then uh, as well, for being yeah, disrespectful I right. <laughs> yeah I don't have that right <laughs> yeah but, but if you you're know. yeah depending on your level of disrespect but yeah. it's but it's guess what it's not easy for people to be that disrespectful in person as what you no, see no, on the internet never, these days ever ever yeah, never. You know, I think no, no. I think it boils down to um, uh, how, how do I say this without you know offending soft people? Oh, Jesus, David. Oh, don't um, worry, don't worry about offending anyone. Offend <laughs> it, here, here's how I look at it. I think that it boils down to um, we raise kids. Um, our children nowadays are raised too fucking soft. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I believe in freedom of speech and shit too. But at the same time, like my son, my youngest son will be 17 in about a month. My other boy is 18. And if somebody talks shit to them, it, they don't hesitate to talk shit back. Mm-hmm. And, they're, they're, and I told them you got to have tough skin. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. You got to be able to talk shit back and back it up too. Mm-hmm. And you got so many people nowadays that victimize themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's it's if someone talks shit to you, you victimize yourself for it. You're, oh, oh, it hurt my feelings. He said, you know, fuck your feelings. Go do something about it. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. So that's just my personal opinion, though. You mm-hmm. know, um, my daughter, she's had uh, guys talk shit to her and she'll stop the car and get out and get in their face. Like, what the fuck are you going to do? And <laughs> shut them and shut them completely down. Mm-hmm. And and because her skin isn't soft, she's not a victim. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one reason why I got into self-defense and fighting and, you know, stuff like that, too, was mm-hmm. um, when I was younger, I was picked on and shit and bullied and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want to make a long story, but I went home one day. I had got bullied and beat. My ass was whipped by about six guys. Mm-hmm. And when I got home, I was young. And when I got home, my, um, I remember hiding in the corner because my clothes were tore up and my mom was. I was afraid I was going to get my ass whipped because back then you got your ass whipped mm-hmm. for shit. Um, and my mom come in there and she said, what's wrong with you? And I told her what happened and she took me in the room. She sat me down and um, she said, why wouldn't you tell me? And now my mom, it was like five girls and like 15 boys in her family. Mm-hmm. So they were raised tough. So my mom looks at me and she says, um, she says, I want you to remember something. She says, I'm never the victim even if you attack me. She said, I'm always the aggressor. And then she leaves out and she comes back in with a handful of sharpened pencils. Mm. And she says, next time, she says, next time be the aggressor. Mm. And long story short, I didn't get picked on anymore. Mm -hmm. 
after that situation. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she's and stuck with me Charlie forever. Lake, man. Yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. She said, she, and that stuck with me. She said, "I'm never the I'm never the victim. Even if you attack me, I'm always the aggressor." Mm-hmm. And so I, that stuck with me, man. If you keep that concept, you you know you you fighting for something. You are fighting to live. Stop being mm-hmm. a fucking yep. pansy. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Yeah. No, no argument at all over here. Yeah, I think it's important to make like I know with with my boys. So it's kind of a. You know, the generate like my generation growing up, our parents didn't know how to say I love you and hug you and all that kind of stuff, right? You know, my parents were born right after World War II. <laughs> and, and, you know, I was, we were all born um, in Guyana, right? Third world country. They don't understand the concept of that, you know? Um, the most contact that you're getting is, is, is licks, you know what we call licks. Yeah, lashes yeah. for everything. Island love. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> But so with my kids, I don't, I didn't raise them like in that same way. I, I raised them where, you know, I would hug my kids and say, I love you and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I'll make fun of them. I'll say, yeah, you got a big yeah. head. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I would be the person to always make fun of them. And the reason for that is it's just like my parents would do this with me. They never let me go out somewhere first to drink, to find out, to find out what it is to drink alcohol. Right. You know, that happens. Yeah, that kind of stuff happened at home. So, you know, I feel like by making fun of my kids and being who I am with them, you know, they they realize like, hey, this is my dad. This is my mom. They're talking to me about whatever, you know, whatever it is about my own person. And we're we're having fun and making fun of it. So if you go out there and you're dealing with people, you feel the same way. Right. If someone starts making fun of you, you're not like, oh, no, you can't say that about me. You well, know, if, you're able to you're able are, to reflect that back to them. Yeah, if your parents are saying shit that's like truthful, like mm-hmm. you got a big head or you got a big mouth, or whatever. When somebody else tries to insult you, you're looking like, is that the best you got? Yeah, My true. dad fucking rips me way harder yeah. than that. You're a fucking yeah. pussy for those comments. You mm-hmm. know, tough love. There's something yeah. to be said for tough love. Yeah, I and think I so. Love is tough, man. I grew up with Jamaicans. Don't oh, you did. Fucking start with me. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, licks. Oh, you know about licks. Oh, licks Yeah. Well, I mean, that's interesting. You grew up with Jamaicans. I was going to ask you where Marcus came from. Because, you know, I don't typically see a, a white guy named Marcus, you know. I mean, uh, it's well, it, going back in the days, right? Like Marcus Aurelio, you know, whatever. Yeah. The Roman yeah. Marcus, but you don't see that right. too often. No, no, it's true. Um, You know, it's a, I don't have a lot of understanding of why things happened the way they did growing mm-hmm. up but um supposedly my biological father wanted me to be spelled with a k marcus with a k and my mother for whatever reason said fuck you it's going to be with a c um <laughs> and you know and i don't really know where it came from uh i i really have no idea at all okay my my mother was an alcoholic so she just beat my ass on a regular basis and in my neighborhood it was you know jamaicans Indians, East Indians, Chinese mm. people, everybody broke okay. and fucking filled with drunk people. So mm-hmm. you got you got inundated with a whole bunch of different cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're learning to play bones before you're learning to play uh, uh, stickball, oh. you know, dominoes, slam oh. them down. Yeah, you know what's funny? As someone from the Caribbean, I can't play dominoes. What? No. I can't actually. Oh, I know that's. I that's probably. I, I should be. I think we're gonna have to be. Uh, it was nice talking to y'all. <laughs> I, I should you. be. <laughs> I should I be embarrassed of that. Right 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm just telling you. So we beat in the real world. Don't try to play dominoes with me. I don't. Oh. My parents. My parents obviously are big into dominoes. Um, I also look. I also never played cricket, and I was born in Guyana. You yeah. know, never played cricket. Lived in England and all that. Um, uh, but never played cricket. I'm a chess guy. My, yeah, my dad. I'm checker. Oh, I you're checkers. I was gonna yeah. say that. I was gonna say you play chess, don't you? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. I played chess too. When I where I grew up, it was tongue and cards. Tongue, oh, shit. Yeah. that was pretty much it. Yeah. So wait, you said it was we what in cards? Tongue and five card draw. Oh, okay. I don't even. So what is that? It's uh, I can't even explain it. I ain't played yeah. it so fucking long. Yeah, I can't play. <laughs> I can't play cards either. I can't cannot play but, cards either. That's I, like one of my listen. I learned spades at a young age, mm-hmm. and it became so competitive, I just had to stop. And I've, I've, <laughs> it so scarred me for so long. Mm-hmm. You say we're going to play spades, and I start getting nervous and twitchy. Really? Fuck that. People are really? stabbed and jooked. And, nope, oh, nope. no. No, chess was my thing, but people would get mad at me over chess. Like, my, my father it was a, grand, uh, a grandmaster chess player. Oh, so I remember when I was a kid. Who? Yeah, when I was a kid, he would play with the prime minister of Guyana, and I would hide under the table and get their, you know, like they had these bottles of beer, like in big green glass bottles that they and they would be putting them around the table. So I'd be under the table, you know, <laughs> drinking that stuff or whatever. But I I learned how to play chess at a, at an early age, but I didn't do I didn't do a lot of um, a lot of other sports. But I think chess like formulates how my brain works. Because I think way ahead of of a lot of things happening. I think one of the things with me that I see, not not everyone in the world is like that. I live in the present and whatever's going on right now, but I'm always thinking like multiple steps ahead of whatever's happening, and it kind of makes me fr- frustrated when I look at other people. And every day, I always I explain it this way: a lot of people, you can divide them into two categories. They're either deliberate or accidental. But most people are accidental. So everything that happens to them is not their fault. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, no, this happened to me. Just like just just like Dave said with, with with his mom. Right. You know, you're always the aggressor. But there's other I think that's like a powerful thing that she said, because a lot of people say, no, I didn't do the world did it to me. <laughs> yeah, it's not my fault. They, they victimized themselves. Yeah. 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 You know, in, in, instead of being like deliberate, like, hey, if this happens to you, like we're talking about, if you say something to someone, if I mouth off, which happened very often, <laughs> I'm expecting to get my ass beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so but I'm not... Cause I, and effect, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't have, uh, you know, gone after that football player over there. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why I got my ass kicked. Yeah, exactly. You know, you so tactics at a young age. Yeah. Well, I think I think like Dave said, I, I always like fought back. And, and like I remember one time there were these kids in uh, in high school because I'm, I'm a nerd, admittedly. Right. And I was real skinny and all that kind of stuff when I was in high school. And I literally I graduated when I just turned 16 years old. So everyone was older than me. And um, so this big, you know, muscle bound football guy already hair on his face and all that kind of stuff was going around smacking all the kids in the back of the head. And I was like, yeah, this guy's not going to smack me in the back of the head. So sure enough, he came up and smacked me in the back of the head. So I was like, okay, when he went and sat down somewhere, I went behind him, smacked him in the back of the head. So then he's just looking at me like, 
what happened. And so my gym, if you, I don't know if people still have gyms like this, but but in our gym there was a track upstairs. So like I ran up the tra- upstairs. He started chasing me. I ran upstairs, and I'm running around the track. He's running around the track. He's like, dude, I run around this track. He's literally talking to me while we're running around the track. He's like, I run around this track every day, man. You're gonna have to stop at some point. So I was like, yeah, I'm probably gonna have to stop. I stopped, and we got into a fight, and he beat me up a little bit, and he was like, you know what? You're solid. Yeah. yeah, you're actually cool because, <laughs> yeah. you know, because you actually, you know, fought back. Never. I never had any problems with that guy ever again. I think that, I think that that's most if if we look back at our childhood, if we stood up for ourselves and I know times that I I did and it didn't work the way it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do, if we teach our kids to stand up to adversity, whatever that looks like. You know, mm-hmm. it, whatever it is, standing up for themselves and 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 caveating off of Dave's mom mm-hmm. and being the aggressor and saying, "Hey, this is, I'm I'm going to get my ass kicked or I'm going to have a negative reaction to this, but I have to do this because I need to be able to hold my head up and be like, at least I fucking stood my ground." And mm-hmm. if our kids could just get a little bit of that, just even a little bit of that, um, mm-hmm. we probably wouldn't be having the suicide rate that we do. Quite honestly. You know, if they would stand up for themselves and just be a, because there's a there's a, a byproduct to standing up for yourself. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. your confidence goes up a little bit more. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, your self worth goes up a little bit more. And before you know it, you're not you're not crushed by what we would view as the stupidest thing ever. But to them, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, if we can get them to have a little more self worth, and that comes from getting your ass kicked and standing up to your to your aggressor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think also, and you guys could tell me. If, if you think I'm wrong on this, I think we're living in a world where everyone expects to win all the time. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Participation uh, trophies. Yeah. But every it's like everyone expects to win. If you don't if you don't win, you know, and to me, I think like it's not really about winning. Yes, you do want to win. Right. You want to work as hard as possible. You want to do your best. But so but, but the problem is, if you think if you if you sit there for a second and you go, you know what, I might lose here. And then you don't do something that's worse yeah that's the worst thing and and that's the thing like i try to teach my kids or i try to tell people um don't do something only when you think hey if i do this i'm gonna win yeah 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 what it's it's a it's a cancerous mentality so i'm dating myself but in canada we used to have these things um uh kind of like uh athlete days or you know like you exercise days where you you do a certain amount of exercises and you would get these badges right a, mm-hmm. a, a bronze silver gold award of excellence and that was for your ability to be athletic and that fuck man i i'd be lucky if i got a bronze okay mm-hmm. and if you sucked you sucked like there was no i ended up actually having to beat a kid as a at, this is more information you need to know i beat mm-hmm. a kid because i wanted that award of excellence because i was never going to get one mm-hmm. with my physical stature mm-hmm. but in that age and era if you sucked, you was very apparent because you didn't get anything. Like they were like, fuck mm-hmm. you, you, you showed up and you <laughs> sucked. You better, you better do better. Right. And they've gotten rid of that in Canada. They've gotten rid of all the physical, um, uh, uh, okay. basically whatever. I can't remember. What Requirements or standards and yeah, stuff like that. They just for... got rid of all of it. And, and yeah. all of a sudden when you start cutting out physical, um, uh, stresses, mm-hmm. well, man, all of a sudden everybody has an excuse now. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, like you know i'm a computer guy i don't need to be physically fit 
well, fuck you. Yeah, you do. You need to be able to least mm-hmm. run around the block at least once. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and we're going to make fun of you about it, but you got to be able to be physical. You have to be able to do something physically mm-hmm. in your lifetime. And, and the decline in the last 20 years is like almost like, like straight down because they're just letting everybody get these fucking participation trophies. You know, I came in 81st out of out of fucking 75 people. Woo! <laughs> Everyone can't be everything and do everything. I'm sorry. We're not all equal. The only place that we should be equal is in the eyes of the law. Yeah. 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 That that's my opinion, you know. Yeah. We're we're well, not when you all call equal. they don't fucking sit there and say um uh okay, we're coming to your house uh What's your bank? What's your what? What's what's your skin color? What's your what's your yeah. socioeconomic uh, situation? You're calling for help. They got to fucking send five O to come and, and bail you out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, or is that the way it should be? Hmm. That's the Sorry. way it should yep. be. Yep. My bad. That, yeah. That's how it should be. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Not, not always necessarily like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, um. But that's the way that it should be. I just think it's crazy that people think like everyone could do or be everything and then people believe that like oh if i say i'm something i'm something okay you know i understand i believe in positive thinking (laughs) yeah but there's a reality to it yeah but you can't say if you're a man you can't say i'm a woman i'm gonna have babies you know it's you know you can can say it if you want to about being constipated how the fuck are we gonna bear children Oh, I don't. Yeah, I do, tr- believe you me. I don't ever want to have. I don't ever want to have babies. Okay, and and it's not like I'm not trying to. I think in lots of ways women are stronger than men, but in in if you look at actual physicality of, you know, if you're comparing men to women, like a man who's pretty much the same size and all that kind of stuff, typically the guy's gonna have uh, denser bones, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? There's definitely women that could kick uh, men's asses. A lot of times, though, as men, we're stronger. But there's definitely women who are more fit and strong and all that kind of stuff. Without yeah, doubt. but again, strength strength is a term that's that's based on what, though, right? I mm-hmm. mean, I think, I, I can't speak for either of you, but I mean, I was raised by a single mother, mm-hmm. okay? My mother was 98 pounds. Mm-hmm. She broke out of fucking cuffs and beat cops on a regular basis, mm-hmm. okay? So, so she's 98 pounds physically... She looks pale and, and weak, yeah. yet she's fucking throwing hands with grown-ass men. Yeah, now, she had that crazy juice. I know. But, yeah. but So it's all relative. Strength yeah. is all relative. But be, there's parameters for everything. Like, I don't know. Maybe let's take the three of us. Each mm-hmm. of you, each of us has a gift, like something mm-hmm. that we're good at. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll use chess. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to fucking be good at chess with you. I'm going to get my fucking ass kicked. There's no way. Mm-hmm. I, know your role. Stay in your lane to some degree and know what you're you're good at and what you're not good at. And don't claim that you're going to be fucking awesome at everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. You know? Yeah. It's not It's not important. I don't think it's important for us to be everything. Dave, I, I sense you want to jump in here, but you're too polite. Well, jump in, man. I think I think women have a higher pain threshold than men. Yep. Um, oh, because yeah. if it came to having kids, I would not have fucking kids. Yeah. Hey, there's no way, dude. No. I mean, it's, it's I watched over. my children be born. <laughs> yeah, and it's a beautiful thing. But I told yeah. my boy, my boys were, 
my daughter's oldest, and I told my boys if it would have been if I would have been the woman, you guys wouldn't have been born. Yeah, 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 the first one, truth. That would have been fuck. They have yeah. a higher pain tolerance than men. I do, I believe, yeah. but men are generally stronger than women. Mm-hmm. But my mom, I was my mom was single parent too, mm-hmm. and uh, she, like I said, she was around boys. She fought and things of that nature, and I think it just boils down to the aggressiveness of the person and how bad the person wants to win when it yep. comes mm-hmm. to it because you know you've got 90 pound women that do like pick cars up to get them off their kids and shit like that mm-hmm. so it just comes to how bad do you want it and the aggressiveness of the person yeah but I pain tolerance think- women by far and but when we, whenever we do a generalization it's gonna bite yeah. us in the ass right mm-hmm. because people will look and say well that person's a man so that man should be strong enough to do this well, that's unfair because maybe that man is not uh, able to do that for whatever mm-hmm. reasons, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be done on the individual basis. But one thing, like Dave said, across the board, women are much fucking stronger than us on a whole bunch of other levels, especially when it comes to pain tolerance. Yeah, uh, mentally, the mentally, there's a lot and, of uh, there's yeah. a lot of things. I mean, if we if you look at America, what's happening now? Who's raising a lot of the who like, you know, before it was single moms. Now that it's single grandmoms. Yeah. You know, before mm-hmm. my mom passed, she raised, uh, my, you know, my, my sister has uh, my sister has two girls that my mom basically like raised those girls uh, for different reasons. I, w- I won't get into all that right now. But, you know, so my mom was a you know, my mom's was Indian, right? Little Indian lady, but she's she's tough as all get out. Everyone I ever met is, was afraid of her, including my dad, who was a big, tough guy and a street fighter his whole entire life and muscle bound and all that kind of stuff. But when she like picked up, a, you know, my mom would pick, I think she knew Krav Maga before it was ever a thing. Because if she was coming, if she, she had no uh, qualms about like making anything into a weapon and i've heard stories about how people were afraid of her she would like chop down doors with axes you know she just didn't mess around right um but then and so she she had the strength to like raise the my you know my uh, myself and my three siblings and then raise her her two grandkids and i remember one time that her and the girls came to visit me and we took them to orlando to uh, like to disney world or something and I was like, oh, I hope you girls are ready to, they were teenagers. I was like, I hope you girls are ready to walk around this place. So my mom now is old and all this kind of stuff. And we're walking around and these girls were, they were crying. They, I've never seen a look of hate from my nieces who I love. Like I, when I try to make them walk around this thing and my mom was just tough. Here's why I stopped eventually. Because my mom came to me over in the corner and said, you know, you are really being, you, you're really going to, you're, t- you're being too tough on these girls. Give them a break. But she was walking everywhere. I said, yeah, let's walk, let's do this or whatever. And, and I realized like, wow, this is, you know, these are tough people and we're not as tough. I'm always trying to tell people we're not as tough as our parents were. Well, this is what I think is going though. on. Yeah. Different times though, right? Mm-hmm. You know? If we look at if we look at all three of us and we look at our grandparents and our great grandparents, mm-hmm. um, to try to compare would be an insult to them for what they've accomplished and what they've had to go through. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just we haven't had tough times. We haven't had any tough times. Fuck off. We after anybody who's around the depression and the and after that, 
Like you, you can't say you, you, you don't know what tough times are, man. You yeah. I don't think, you. yeah, I don't think, I mean, I've seen some, what I think, like it's all relative, right? I've yes, seen what I think enough. is tough, but if I look at history and see what people went through, you know, um, I, I think maybe there's things that do happen now that, uh, it's probably just as crazy. I'm going to say war when you're actually in combat, that's just as crazy but I don't know if there's many jobs today that are like the jobs that our parents had and the things they had to do when they had to walk or take a bicycle to get there, you know, and, and, and walk miles and miles, you know, like the whole things like, Oh, I had to walk uphill, downhill and do all this kind of stuff. I had to, like my dad would always tell me he had to pump the water, yep. you know, and we yep. take it for granted that you have to, that, you know, water just magically comes out the, comes out the faucet. <laughs> I go to a fucking, look at this shit, right? Bottled water. Dave, yeah. in your lifetime, do you ever think you'd be fucking buying bottled water? No, uh, we actually had well water. So we oh, had yeah. the bucket that you drop down in the well and pull oh, the water wow. up. Yeah. Yeah, we actually had the best fucking water in the world. It's so like some underground streams. Did you guys, did you guys, so when you fetch water, did you just drink it like that? Or did you boil it? Or what did you guys have to do? Fuck no, you drink it straight straight <laughs> right from the there. as soon as you pull it up, you fucking drink it right there. It's, oh, okay. it's ice cold on the verge of freezing, but it's wow. not it's it's the best tasting water because it comes through the minerals and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think they said like water purifies itself like every hundred yards or something underground. Mm -hmm. So it's like completely clean, crystal clear water and you just mm -hmm. it's the best shit. You won't taste the water like that today. Unless oh, you because no. there's so much chemical and stuff, but mm -hmm. you won't taste nothing like that today unless you get someone with the actual well, you know, 150 foot well that gets from an underground stream, it's the best water mm -hmm. in the world. So yeah, yeah, that's how I grew up. So wow. I never thought I'd be buying fucking water, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. there's it's a ridiculous. lot of things. Well, look, you didn't um, like now. People think, oh, where do you like? So for example, one of the things in the news is that the price of chicken is going up. I don't know if you all noticed that. Lola's been complaining to me. I was reading about it today. That there's a chicken shortage along with it. You know everything is short right now, right? Do you guys are you guys aware of that? Yeah. That's that's because of that damn ship that sat there and went sideways. <laughs> Fuck everybody right now. I think everything like the uh, car dealerships are short on getting cars in because there's some kind of chip shortage. Uh, appliances are hard to come by. You know, lumber is hard to come by. So construction's having a tough time. Well, so chicken is is hard to come by now and the price of chickens going up and chicken wings and all that kind of stuff people believe that hey where, where, where do chickens where does chicken come from the supermarket right i actually had to kill chickens when so for example living in nigeria this is how you get a chicken not from a supermarket there's a chicken walking around out there you get that son of a gun, yeah. You chop its you chop its head off. You wring its neck or something like that, and you gotta you have to boil that thing, pluck the feathers. Yeah, yeah. you hypnotize that fucker. <laughs> you ever seen oh, that? Uh, uh, no. You, you've never seen a hypnotized chicken. You have you, you laid the chicken down chicken? on? The, okay, yeah. go ahead. You laid the chicken down on the block, and you take your finger and you draw an imaginary line, of and he'll stretch his neck out, and he'll lay there. You can walk away. He won't move, and you chop his fucking head off. Wow. Okay, I have never yeah, seen that. Okay. You've never I, seen that man, before? I, no, no. Shit on this show. No, I've seen uh, what's the name Matthew McConaughey doing the chicken dance. 
when you said hypnotize, I thought you were going to say like you have to do some kind of crazy chicken dance or whatever to hypnotize. Nah, they just call it hypnotizing. You just basically draw an imaginary line in front of him and he'll stretch his neck out and that fucker will lay there. He won't move. Mm. You can walk away and he won't move until you move him. Now, oh, I don't know why I do that shit, but that's how we used to do. That's yeah. why we eat them. Well, well we grew. <laughs> yeah, we grew. And true. see, this true. is the thing they're talking like, oh, there's a chi- there's a chicken shortage right now. But shit, there's a lady right up the road that grows chickens around here. So I'm not. We mm-hmm. don't have a shortage. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we yeah. and and that's the thing about nowadays. You don't have the shortages of stupid shit that you had. You know, you got more dumb shit now than you did back in the day because we grew mm-hmm. our own chickens, our own garden, our own cattle, our own hogs. You know, yeah. even though we were poor, we still had all the essentials that we needed. Nowadays, mm-hmm. I mean, fuck, people would trip if they don't got Starbucks. They'll lose their fucking minds, bro. Yeah, like, for that's Starbucks. True. If, if true. Amazon all of a sudden shut down and blew up, this world would be fucked. Dude, if the internet, can I tell you something? Like, we're we're literally talking over the internet. I make my living yeah. over the internet. You know how much yeah. I pray the internet will stop so I could get some sleep? <laughs> Just, but imagine, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. this, this, this COVID thing that's been going on for a year and people aren't working and all that. I never took a break. And I would tell yeah. Lola, I was like, I wish they would put some cops out there to stop me, <laughs> you know, just so I could stay home and, and rest for a little while and actually get some sleep. Like I've gotten more, more busy, but yeah, I think this is one of the things like we are accustomed to stuff and we think, cause I remember when things came in seasons. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Do you, there's like certain things you didn't see it it's not season for that oh mangoes yeah. uh it's oh. not mango season dude yeah yeah <laughs> you know yeah. now you get yeah, mangoes all the time and you think oh well i'm supposed to be able to get that all the time because i want it yeah. yeah yeah i remember growing and canning our own food you know putting it in jars mm-hmm. and stuff and corn yeah. and peppers yeah. and i remember yeah. you could walk down this dirt road and pick blackberries and raspberries and grapes right yeah. off the side of the road. Oh, oh, That's just the best fucking the time, dish, bro. But you were fucking putting them in one <laughs> in your <laughs> mouth and then one in the dish. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, wow. Razor, Razor JB, by the way, um, I don't know if you guys can see the chat, but in your windows, there should be a chat window that, that should be able to pop out there. But Razor JB says, uh, hypnotize him, stretch his neck, and then step on his head. And Paul, my four-year-old son did it. Very little effort. Wow. Nice. All right. Okay. I didn't. I actually just saw the chat just now. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Technologically yeah. retarded. So yeah. Dave, dropping that uh, chicken hypnotization. Uh, <laughs> you know. But see, that's the thing, though. Like, if if right now, if the economy dies, if everything mm-hmm. died right now, I'm gonna survive because I got canned food. I know how to mm-hmm. grow. I know how to hunt. And mm-hmm. you get all these other people, these fucking pansies. They're going to fuck. It'll be mass suicides and shit, man. They won't know what to do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, and it comes from us growing up in hard times and them having a more, more luxurious life than we did, mm-hmm. you know. So well, when if you I lost everything right now, I'd be food, OK. Mm-hmm. Who who I see people every day who get McDonald's, Uber eats. Oh, to my their Lord. Door. I'm like, for the love of all that is good, man. Yeah. Is that really what we're doing now? <laughs> Yeah, Get that is what we're doing. Get ass up and walk. Dude, that's what we're doing. That's what we're now. I'm not complaining about it in this aspect. Like my kids, 
I told them, hey, you guys, because, you know, with everything, they're, they're in college. So they're doing school from home. And I was like, no, you guys have to go get jobs. Especially, like, I went out. Lola and I were out somewhere, and we went to a McDonald's in the morning. And they wouldn't let anyone inside the McDonald's. And so I was like, what? here in Florida. I was like, what's the problem? Why can't people come in here? And they were like, oh, because we can't hire anyone. No one wants to work. I was like, this is no, 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 no. This can't be. So, you know, they went out there and one of the jobs that they got was like delivering. I don't think they deliver food, food necessarily, but they were delivering groceries and stuff like that to people. And yeah, man, we're at the point where people don't even leave. The, people are so scared now over COVID yeah. and everything. They're getting their food yeah. delivered from people. Here's the problem. That's people. The, yeah. There's somehow there's still people involved in this bringing your stuff yeah. over. It's one of the things that helps us keep us active. Go out and walk around the store. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Go um, get your food. If, if you're not hunting it, at least go get it. <laughs> 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 Listen, well, I, I'm about I'm about five minutes away from a Walmart. I think I might fucking punk ass and get up and go and walk a little bit. Um, so, yeah. so your wife asked if uh, if there's a specific diet as part of Krav Maga fitness training. Okay, um, yes, I did see her uh, say that. Yes. So I don't know if she means me specifically or if Krav Maga has some kind of like jujitsu, like the Brazilians have, like a specific Gracie. Uh, diet that they mm-hmm. have people follow. If that's the case, if she's asking about if Krav Maga people have one, uh, no, no, okay. we do not, and and I do not. I, I don't. I like red meat, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm now going to go find a bunch of fucking chickens so that you were eating you were eating fucking donuts on Instagram the other day. <laughs> that's is yes, that that's uh, not Krav Maga approved. No, I got uh, I I'm, I'm coffee and donuts pretty mm-hmm. much twenty four seven. That's that's okay. basically my diet, more or less. Okay. So no. Uh, so I guess a good question. I don't know if Dave has any questions. Dave, feel free to jump in. My question would be, do you have like a specific routine for working out or like a certain amount of time or whatever that you're? Um, well, actually, at, and I should, I mm-hmm. should. But when I spent the first 25, like from 16, 15 to like 25, 10 years of doing like competitive bodybuilding and eating 10,000 calories a day and just all that. Like I hate working out. I hate food. I hate everything about it. So oh. now my workouts are very functionally based, like mm-hmm. going for long walks. If I find an area where I can do some pull-ups or some push-ups or some dips, like it has to be able to function. Like I need to be able to, I just want to be able to move. Like mm-hmm. mobility is the only thing I care about right now okay. because I'm literally at the last ends of my life, like even if I live to 90, which I hope I do, you know, shit's decreasing, arthritis and, 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 and ligaments and tendons. So my biggest thing is just mobility. That's all I give a shit about now. Okay. Now, first of all, um, I got to say this, man, you know, if you want to be more mystical about what you do, you got to say, no, I only eat nuts and berries. And every day I do a dance in the morning. No. Well, you know, the you're being too real. Listen, Dave, Dave will witness. He's a witness to this. Like if you mm-hmm. go to any of my social media, especially my Instagram. Yeah. I, I would have had to do that like 10 years ago. Be mystical. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm so fucking transparent mm-hmm. with everything I do. Mm-hmm. Good days, bad days. Uh, yeah. I'm way too transparent to be mystical. No, it's good, man. It's good. It's like, a, it's about, uh, it's about real life here. You got any questions, Dave, or. I do. 
I have okay. uh, one statement and one question. Okay. Uh, my statement is the 90% of the world operates off of one of two things, fear and victimization and pride and self-praise. So you're either afraid of everything or worship and praise me. And that's mm -hmm. how the most of the world is operating now. And that's why we have a bunch of fucking pansies. Uh, my question to you, Mark, is, um, Marcus, is why cry Maga? Why no other um, discipline? Mm -hmm. What got you into the Krav Maga and not Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or, you know, Jeet Kune Do or anything like that? That's a, that's a good question. Um, the main reason was when I did my research about wanting to be a student again, um, there was nothing else except for Krav Maga that really spoke to me when it came to real world violence, which you know and I know that you could be a black belt and cream of some young guy, but if some dude walks up and he's a goer, you know, there's no, there's no, there's no Taekwondo that's going to save your ass against a fighter mm -hmm. who knows how to fight. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I grew up fighting on the street, getting my ass kicked. Um, so I need to find something as a student that I was going to be able to uh, translate into working in bars or just living my life. And it is, I haven't found anything yet. And nothing against Jeet Kune Do or Jiu Jitsu or any of that other stuff. But none of those deal with multiple attackers or none of those deal with a broken beer bottle or a pipe and three dudes mm -hmm. like that's Krav Maga is the only system I've found that does that. So mm -hmm. it's, it just, it just spoke to me a lot better than, than any other kind of martial art or any other combative system. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. If, uh, if people want to get into Krav Maga, where do they start? Uh, well, you would probably just Google Krav Maga schools nearby. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm talking about pre COVID. Like I can't like now there's fucking schools are oh. closing every fucking day but uh yeah. covid to me covid is i'm not saying that it's not that there's not some kind of virulent flu because i believe that there is but covid is just as um immaterial as money you know it's just this imaginary thing that the fear of it that that we're all the making fear. up yeah because yeah. we're not living our lives and we think somehow like this is saving us of us not living our lives and like being as active as we should be or even going out and seeing that how many people are are, are uh, losing their life because they're not going to visit the doctor. You know, when you get to a certain age, especially you need to go, you know, make some kind of regular visits to your doctor and get yeah. checked up for things or if you're feeling pains. But if you can't leave your house to go yeah. get food. Yeah. You know, there's yeah, people Zoom, probably Zoom dying just off of that. Yeah, Zoom Zoom meetings with your doctor are not going to fucking find find out that you have cancer. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm. Oh fuck, that's it's, that's a whole different day's conversation. To answer your question, mm -hmm. I would just Google um, Krav Maga schools in your area, and when people people usually the next question is, well, how do I know if it's a good school? Just go and watch a class. Try a class. And go with your gut. If you, if the instructor, because the instructor could be the best Krav Maga guy ever, but he could be a piece of shit and just be a horrific fucking instructor. Mm -hmm. So, go and find the instructor that works for you. Whether it's Krav Maga or not, I don't give a shit. Anything you learn that will change the odds in a fight against you and some asshole, I'm all for. I don't give a shit what it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, let, I mean, obviously, if you're taking Tai Chi or some shit 
yeah, you're going to get your ass kicked. But, um, you know, if you're, if you're young, you should just be wrestling anyways. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're still in school age, high school age, and you have access to a wrestling team, go and take wrestling because there's no better, no other better sport on the planet to, to, to put people and slam them down. We were talking about wrestling earlier, right? Mm -hmm. WWF. Well, gravity and throwing somebody down uh, against cement, yeah, that mm-hmm. that takes care of a, a situation pretty fucking quick. Yeah, you know what I mean. Alan Powell so, says, "What is that certain age?" Because I know you you mentioned uh, if you're if you're of a certain age, what what's that age? I think somewhere in there uh, you mentioned if you're of a certain age, what is that? Uh, for for wrestling or just for martial arts? Yeah, I think you said. Oh um, God. Yeah. Oh, for Krav Maga. Yeah, you, that's the beautiful part. Krav Maga is literally for every single person. Um, we train people who are adapt, like we call it adaptive Krav Maga. So if you have some kind of challenge or disability, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's supposed to be for every man, woman, and child on this earth. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to be able to adapt it to your scenario. You know, mm-hmm. if I sat there and I showed Dave some moves, okay, well, Dave's got a certain um, IQ when it comes to violence. So mm-hmm. I just matched the Krav Maga to his understanding of violence. Mm-hmm. Um, if, let's say, I had your, I was uh, training your wife, and your, your wife's like, okay, well, I can, I can throw a punch, and I feel comfortable with violence to a small degree. I take the Krav Maga, and I make it so that her ability to absorb the information and deploy that information uh, under stress should be super easy to learn. So okay. that's the cool part about Krav Maga. I don't need 20 years. I need, you know, a small amount of time. Yeah. Now, let me, I don't know if Dave has another question here, but let me ask you this, because you were talking about wrestling. Uh, What if you're not into rolling around with other dudes, you know? Like, I always, I always, (laughs) I always think of that when I'm looking at Joe Rogan, and he's talking about fighting, and they talk about different things or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, you know, I'm not sure that I really want to spend a lot of my time you know, rolling around on a mat, you know, getting all yeah. whatever. And, I, like, and then I would say, go find a boxing club or mm-hmm. a uh, or a, a Muay Thai club, mm-hmm. right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, people sit there and, and boxing, because it's a sport, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't quite get the respect. If you've been on the street and some guy fucking put his hands up like this, you're going to get knocked the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Because there's going to be a fucking, uh, you're going to be eating knuckles left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. So when you take uh, boxing and turn it into a, an actual street fight mm-hmm. and you know how to do it, it's a bad day for you. You're swallowing teeth. Mm-hmm. So the, the basics are still always going to be the same. Some type of boxing, some type, learn some firearms training, obviously within mm-hmm. the realms before everybody shits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, go and sample a whole bunch of different things because there's mm-hmm. no one answer. Like Krav Maga is not the end all be all answer for everything. Mm-hmm. It's just got a, it's a good, it's a good tool in your toolbox that has adaptable um, things that you can put it. I, I call Krav Maga kind of like, what are those things, Dave, where it's like a screwdriver, but you can pull the head out and then you can replace it with another head. Right. Right. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So Krav Maga is the, is the, is the the shaft with the the fucking handle now i take out one and i put in boxing my mm-hmm. boxing complements my krav maga and my krav maga will help my boxing krav maga goes with firearms training it goes with edge mm-hmm. weapons training if i fucking did kendo you know i'm thinking i'm fucking samurai marcus 
my Krav Maga will have some type of attributes and positive attributes to that Kendo. Mm-hmm. Kendo won't necessarily help my Krav Maga. Okay. I see what you're saying. Um, I think... Go um, ahead. Go okay. ahead. I, I, I feel like Krav Maga is um, what Bruce Lee thought about when he says... Um, like I think it's like Jeet Kune Do on steroids yeah. with a higher level of violence. Mm-hmm. Because in yeah. Jeet Kune Do, you take what you need and you throw the rest away. And I think Krav Maga is that thing. But with any, I think you should know a little bit of everything mm-hmm. because you never know if it's going to go to the ground. You don't know if you're going to have to pull your firearm out. You don't know if it's a knife. You don't know. I think so. Krav Maga kind of, I like the level of violence that Krav Maga has because with any yes. discipline that you use, um, you have to have a certain, be willing to go to a certain level of violence that your opponent is not willing to go to mm-hmm. and, okay. and overtake them. I tell mm-hmm. my my sons when we go and we train and we do, you know, our little thing, I tell them, I say, um, your level of violence has to supersede what most people's mentality of violence is. Yes. So your level of violence has to go beyond where the aggressor yeah. is trying to get the hell out of your way. And yeah. he's looking back at you like this dude's having a good time fucking me up like that's how your level (laughs) of violence has to be you have to make that person think twice about coming coming into your realm and trying to attack Mm -hmm. you and that's with anybody yeah what i mean Uh, and that's where and you know it's funny that when it comes to training women it's getting that mentality to the forefront of their of their of their their thought process i don't give a shit what your movements are but if you can turn your brain into as dave said where you're, you're speaking a language of violence so fluently that you're like, fuck it. I don't give a shit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have trophies for days, ears, scrotum, eyeballs, whatever. When you have that type of mentality for violence, even if they beat you, whatever that looks like to you, you're still winning because they didn't beat you on that, that emotional, uh, mental level. It cost them something. It's a hard thing to teach. Yeah. It's a hard thing to teach. Yeah, it cost them something. I think one of the one of the problems, and I know my dad always like being a street fighter, my dad always says like he didn't believe in play fighting. If we try to play fight him, we would get hurt. Yeah. You know, we would get like around. a yeah, we would get like a serious tap out of trying to like play fight him. And he always said, Yeah, you know, this is like life is not play fighting. If you're in a fight, you're in a fight to win and it's to the death. Right? It has to be wow. a mentality. yeah, it has I to be that, that mentality. Yeah. And I think that w- when it comes to our children, especially like, you know, I'm not expecting a 50, another uh, 52 year old white guy who had a soft upbringing. I'm not going to sit there and say, OK, well, this you got to do this, this and this because we're the same. We're we look the same. We're the same age. You got to take into account people's backgrounds and how they grew up and how they are currently. That's where you need to start your 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 the volume button for violence. How much can they accept? How much can they give out and and grow from there? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's um, I don't know if Dave has any other stuff. I'll be happy to go to it. I want to I do want to share your social media, though. Um, let me sh- let me start with the uh, Instagram. So I'll just throw your Instagram up here. It's uh, Marcus Marcus Torgerson. Yeah. Uh, T.O.R.G.E.R.S.O.N. Yep. For anyone who's interested in that. Um uh, I see you put here. There is peaceful. There is wild. I am both at the same time. Soon. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. 
Uh, so you got some cool stuff for people who are interested in that. What's your other social media that you have? Um, Facebook is the same. Uh, there's two pages there with my name. And mm-hmm. when in doubt, if they're really not sure of what the fuck's going on, just go to www.marcustorgerson.com. And that'll that'll lead you anywhere you need to go. Okay. Yeah, so I'm pulling up... Uh, I'm pulling up... This looks like uh, this is the Facebook here. So, uh, but this is probably your personal one. That's a personal one, yeah. Okay, yeah. so we don't. But, I mean, all the pages are open, right? They're okay. all public pages. Okay. There ain't nothing private. Okay, I'm gonna add you on that. Okay, and then I think there is a there's a fan page. Here it goes. Yes, here's there the, is. Here's yeah. the fan page for people who are interested in that. I'm gonna like it. So I would encourage you guys to go check that out, as well as the dot com. You're saying, right? Yes. Yeah. Hey, did we lose? Where? Where's Dave? Where's Dave? <laughs> yeah, I think we lost him. He might have dropped out here for a second. Um, um, the end is near beware says, uh, just always look out for those with cauliflower ears. Usually. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's some, yeah. That's a telltale sign. Is that, uh, <laughs> is that a defensive mechanism you could get like some fake cauliflower ears and put well, them on and walk around like that? There might be in there for us. <laughs> we could get fake ones. Yeah. Unless somebody calls you out on it, they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm you want to go?" You're like, "Oh shit, I'm just kidding. They're fake. They're fake." Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's back. Yeah. Where'd when you go? see, He's... there he goes. There he is. Hey, Dave. Because it, it, I think my um, it looks like it's good, but it me it's laggy. Oh, okay. Uh, I think we're good on our end, but yeah, yours does look like it's lagging. I don't know. Um, you might have some internet stuff. Go. What are you on Wi-Fi? I'm on Wi-Fi, yeah. Yeah, you might have some other people or something, um, you know, jumping on the internet or something like that. But we got you. You're here. Hey, Dave, you... who's, who's Gorillas and Guns? Because there's a dude that's like, Dave! Yeah, Gorillas and Guns is always here on the show. Oh, that's um, awesome, man. Always. Yeah. yeah, he's always here on the show. He's a good dude. He's out in Virginia. Um, he likes eating bananas. I don't know, you know, I guess that goes in hand in hand <laughs> with being, uh, gorillas and guns, but yeah. Um, let's see, does anyone, do you, do you, Marcus, have any questions for Dave? Obviously Dave's building guns. Um, you know, uh. I don't, I don't have questions, but I do have a, something that, uh, I haven't been able to say to him face to face. So now that he can see me, I want to say to him. Oh, okay. <laughs> What you're doing is super fucking important. Everything that you're about is making a positive impact on a lot of fucking lives. And I love you for doing it. And don't you ever fucking change how and why you do what you do. Awesome. Same to you, bro. You, uh, I think you're awesome fucking from the time I met you till now. I think you're fucking awesome, dude. You help people. Helps somewhere you and you're fucking selfless and you you know you don't you don't ask for anything and you give a lot and i just think that's great dude and you're an awesome fucking person bro yeah, there's a lot of love in here i'm feeling the fuck yeah you know, there is feeling the love in here yeah um i agree i think dave is a great guy man i think uh you know he's a philosopher as well as a gun builder oh, you know yeah. He's deep. Yep. He's like, you know, when yep. you yep. when you look at yourself and you grow and you get stronger, but you can accurately look at yourself, that reflection of yourself in the mirror, you know, um, that's a powerful thing. How is uh, how's how's the gun world right now? Like from your point of view as a manufacturer, uh, 
What's it? What's it looking like? <laughs> oh, it's it. The parts are fucking getting. Well, here here's the thing with me. So the parts are were getting hard to get. So like the barrels were getting hard to get. So I bought a barrel company. Mm. Um, the BCGs were getting hard to get. So I started a BCG company. So it's like the parts that were hard to get. I said, fuck it. I just buy the shit. <laughs> the company so i started a company right and i'm on. working with good companies on getting mm-hmm. what i need for my stuff so mm-hmm. you know I, I just keep moving like that man and uh i'm integrating with a lot bigger companies a lot, mm-hmm. lot better companies and we're actually coming out with a newer platform gun okay. that's going to be a level up from where it was so we're, we're actually going to step it up step up the game a little bit oh okay can we get any hints on that or is that all we get to hear right now um well it'll it'll be shortly you'll see it shortly i i I don't want to give it away too much okay Uh, it's it's gonna be it pretty much like you know when you when you purchase uh um when you build guns you use other people's hand guards other people's this and that and you pretty much put your name on it as branding well, from here on out, everything is mine. Everything is it's my own design handguard, my own upper, my own mm-hmm. lower, my own boat carrier, barrels, the whole nine, except for like the furniture, which is the, um, you know, stocks and grips. But I'm working with a great company that's actually giving us a good deal on the stocks and stuff. And they're letting me design my own stock. So mm-hmm. it's going to be awesome. It's going to be badass, dude. We're okay. stepping it up a level. We're getting up there, man. I'm looking forward to it, man. I mean, that's a tough, you know, that's a tough undertaking, right? There's a reason why so many people don't do that stuff. So that's a, that's a, like a lot of work that you're probably putting in to make that happen. It's a lot of, it is. And it's a lot of, um, like investing time and investing everything you got, man. And it, it really, it really gets stressful. Like people think, you know, you own a business and automatically you got money and stuff and this and that and other. But honestly, you own a business, you're fucking broke. Mm-hmm. You know, you because everything you have is going back into business and it's mm-hmm. constantly, excuse me, rolling over and rolling over to go back into business. So mm-hmm. um, I have a lot of time invested in this. I have a lot of work invested in this and hopefully it pays out in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Someone wants to know if that's a 30 cal in your hat. I think that's gorillas and guns, actually. Uh, it's pop out six. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me see. Let me get a close up. Oh, there you go. Boom. Right. Sexy, ain't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, what is, I don't know if Marcus has any questions here. Um, I'm think. I'm, my thing I'm thinking is like, what's the toughest thing that you've, cause this is, it's really tough right now for a lot of the, the industry, I think getting materials and, you know, all that kind of stuff, uh, getting stuff out the door. I think the easy part is people buying stuff, which is good. What's what's your toughest thing from your point of view that you're dealing with in, in this particular environment right now? Um, the, it's the wait time on parts. There's some companies who aren't getting firearms till next year. Mm-hmm. There's some companies who are six, eight months behind on barrels. Um companies who are six to eight months behind on you know receivers i mean it's still waiting on the parts because you don't have the materials to make them mm-hmm. and it's the because you're waiting and you're not selling because you don't have enough adequate stuff to sell it causes you to have to live your life at a different level which is good but 
it's stressful. Because mm-hmm. when you're used to living a certain way and then all of a sudden you got to cut certain shit out, mm-hmm. it, it makes it a little stressful. So it, it, it's going okay, though. And I want to let everybody know here in a couple of weeks, I have my, uh, I would get one of my barrels, but I don't know if you can show them on here, but I have my barrels laid completely out. And if you're a manufacturer or if you're just in the building guns, you'll be able to check me oh, out. Oh, you can show and barrels. I, I think they're good as long as we don't show complete guns. We can show barrels uh, and stuff like that, you know, if if you can uh, get it. I don't want to, you know, you don't have to get it. I'm I'll happy. Wait. I'm happy just to see your beautiful face. Uh yeah. I know. I, I'm I'm happy to see you guys too, man. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And we just uh, I just started a, a new company. Okay. So I what have is- I have I actually have down the barrel. Mm-hmm. I have my barrel company. I don't want to say the name just yet because we're working on the um, branding and stuff for it. Mm-hmm. Um, not the branding. I'm sorry. We're working on the um, trademark trademarks for the logos mm-hmm. for the logo right now. So I have my barrel company, and I also have look at oh, my shirt, see. Mark. Uh-oh. Can you see the Oh, oh shit! Look at that! Damn, oh. that's sexy right there. What's it say on the bottom? Jack there? Skull. Is that is that what is that? Is that it's, Black Skull? It's called. Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can get. Let me see if I can get. Kicks. Get is it, it back kicks far skull? enough? Where you... Yeah. Kick the skull. Oh, kick to. Okay. Yeah. Kick the skull. This is this is going to be nice. our new fighting brand. Okay. Nice. Okay. So uh, we just got all of the uh, paperwork done for that, for Kick the Skull. So this is going to be our new branded fighting gear, uh, hoodies, shirts, you know, all the stuff like that. So this, And you can check out kicktheskull.com, and you can order uh, fighting stuff from there. Oh, sweet. Nice. Okay. Very nice. cool. Um, let's see here. Oh, there's a question for, for Chris Schumacher. Uh, or Shumaki, I'm not sure exactly how I say that. He says, "To this is to Marcus, he says, do you have anything going on in Louisiana? Uh, no. However, if you have a room, an open room, with, uh, you know, people in it, I'll happily show up. Love Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. So if, you, so if people want to get you to come out and do something out there, what do they contact you through? Um, just go to the website and hit the mm-hmm. email address and just be very specific about dates and times. And, and, uh, if I can make it happen, I will. All right, cool. And then I think this one is for Dave. All thumb says, um, does Dave have a- any YouTube videos featuring his guns? Uh, no, the only guns that I have on YouTube are the ones that Black Rambo uses and shoots mm-hmm. on his YouTube. I don't really... I'm not too much into the getting on the YouTube shit. And, you know, I, I don't really want my face out there as much as people might think. So I don't have mm-hmm. anything like that. So my we, sons are looking, trying to get into the YouTube thing and shooting our guns, but mm-hmm. it's just not me. So if we look up uh, Black Rambo, um, we would have to look up Black Rambo to see your, like, his right. YouTube channel, right? The one that we made for him is the, the Black Rambo Pressure. Okay. Uh, that's one of our guns. So. Okay, so let's see. I'm going to see if I could uh, Google Black Rambo Pressure, and then I'll be able to... Uh... Okay, here it goes. So I'm not going to show too much of it because, you know, uh, I don't want to get, like, a copyright strike or anything like that. But there you go. You know, that's uh, Black Rambo 
rocking it. I'm just going to show that for a couple of seconds and I'm going to come out here. You know, believe it or not, YouTube will come in after you if you uh, if you do too much of that show stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But go go check out Black Rambo on YouTube and look up the pressure and that um, that will come up there. So, um, you know, and then you're always invited. You can bring you could bring an arsenal down here to Florida, man. You know, and uh, we could we could show off some stuff. We can do that sometime. You know, we can invite Marcus to come out and shoot some I'm, guns. I'm, I know you're into guns. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Bring it. Do you have any down the barrel rifles yet? Do I? Yes. No, I do not as oh, of yet. Yeah. I'm gonna wait until he has everything all completed. Like everything is all out of his house mm-hmm. because the only rifle I want is everything is 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 from his hands. Okay. There you go. And that and it, it's coming up close, man. It's coming close. I want to uh, first. I want to give a shout out to my homeboy, man. Reflective Imaging. He's the guy that does my logos and stuff. Okay. So you can check him out on Instagram, Reflective Imaging. If you need logos, branding, shirts, hoodies, okay. he does all my. Yeah. I just and, want to shout him out. Oh, okay, absolutely. I was gonna go check out your um, so Reflective Imaging. Hold on, let me see if I could find that. Um, That's the and, guy that does all of my logos. He does all of my shirts. Um, he can take your Instagram and make it photo albums. The whole nine, man. He does all that stuff. Okay. So, um, here I'll follow. I'll sh- I'll show him here. So here's the uh, Instagram channel right here. So this guy's doing all of your branding stuff. Mm-hmm. He does all my branding, all my. He does my logos. He he did. That's my drink right there. <laughs> oh, so this? he did all my logos. For, yeah, that's mine. That's MVE? my energy drink. Oh, what? Move. Nice. Move. Oh, that's what yeah. it is. Okay, move. Okay. Nice. It stands for motherfucking vascular energy. Oh, <laughs> you had me at motherfucking. <laughs> yes, <laughs> these guys are good at expletives, which is awesome. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, so I see. Somebody a... said they need to wipe their ears out with soap after oh. this. <laughs> so, hey, this is for adults. Yeah, he's. Put a... No, all of the show is always like that. People could. Oh, so does he? It looks like he does some Black Rambo stuff, also. Yeah, he did the Black Rambo shirts that we were doing. Yeah, I can see the I can see the Black Rambo's logo right here. So okay, cool. Yeah, so he he does all my like. I called him and I said, "Hey, I got a new business called Kick the Skull." And I want you to do me a logo. He says, what do you want? I said, I just want a skull with kick the skull somewhere on it. He came out with our logo. And we're going to post it on on our website on uh, my uh, down the barrel stuff. Mm-hmm. And you, like I said, you can go to kicktheskull.com and you can buy like anything you need for self-defense is on there. So yes. You can check that out too. So your Instagram is down the barrel official, right? I'm Mine is that. down dot the dot barrel and down the barrel officially the business one. Oh, this is the business one okay yeah so if if folks if you guys want to see some of the guns and stuff like that you can also check them out on instagram i think this is this is the pressure right here mm-hmm. um that i'm showing right now um this looks like some magazines right there that have black rambo on it uh there you go some very cool parts right there awesome so lots of cool guns so if the, anyone's if anyone's looking to find those those things go ahead yes we're in the process of um building up i'm doing actually doing like 80 percent um aluminum lower 70 70 70 75 t6 aluminum lower 
80 mm-hmm. percenters. We're starting to get those for resale. We're starting to, I'm reaching out to local manufacturers and smaller businesses who have the bigger businesses have come in and kind of tried to wipe them. Mm-hmm. And these smaller, the smaller businesses, I'm, I'm just kind of trying to cradle them in, man. And they're just like, we're gonna, we're gonna just blow up with this. So that's what we're doing. So we got 80 percenters. I'm, I'm coming out with a whole new rifle lineup, the whole setup, man. So we're yeah. building. We're staff stepping up high. Oh, okay. I'm looking right now at this laced up gun you have on, or someone has on there. Uh, yeah, that's one a guy wanted. He wanted a specialized gun for himself. And uh, he gave me all of the stuff that he wanted to do, and I did it for him. So, whose uh, gator chair is that right there? Ah, uh, that's his. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, but that nice. was his own build. He, okay. he he called me and he says, "Hey, I want a gun that says laced up." I'm like, "For what?" And he's like, "Cause my name is Lacey." I'm like, "Okay, you tell me what you want, and I'll fucking yeah. do it." And that's what yeah. happens, bro. Oh, cool. Cause like I stayed laced up, son. Yeah. yeah, that type. Of, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a cool dude too, man. Yeah. He's a real cool nice. guy. Yeah, that looks good. You know, I like how that looks. What kind of so like? Do you collect guns or do you just have what you need for practicality's sake, Marcus? What's your what is your? Uh, th- I'm I'll, I'll I'll probably ask um, Dave the same question, but you know, Marcus, what's your what's your gun collection look like? Right now, it's just. Uh little little g19 and uh Mm -hmm. and an ak okay that's good yep yeah yeah i'm i'm pretty much if it's idiot proof then then i'm i'm all for it i i'm a pretty simple dude man i don't like complications okay so you you would choose ak over ar let's have that conversation (laughs) Uh, i i know i i will pick up anything that's in front of me to use Mm -hmm. when i need it that's my my i take a krav maga approach to everything Mm -hmm. meaning if there's a if there's a, a cylinder uh, six shooter, I want to be able to I want to be able to use it. I want to be able to use whatever I get my hands on in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not I'm not married to one one firearm or one. I don't have love for one gun only because to me they're a tool that I need to use in a very horrific situation. So mm-hmm. I need to be able to be comfortable with all platforms possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so let's let's get yeah. deeper in this question. So someone's shooting at you, and uh-huh. equal distance away is the AK and an <laughs> AR. <laughs> Which one are you grabbing? Oh boy, yeah. Um, I'm gonna probably gonna grab a an AK only because I'm familiar with the platform a lot easier. Okay. Okay. Right. So just, that makes sense. It's just something that I know. But if you all of a sudden I've got, you know, a down the barrel AR, and I'm I've been playing with that for six months. And it's available. Then I'm gonna obviously be good with that because it's a platform that I'm I'm comfortable with under stress. That's all I care mm-hmm. about. Which one mm-hmm. can I use when shit's flying and I'm I'm pissing my pants and I have to depress the trigger? Yeah, I think that's the truth. That's the truth right there. Uh, how do you how do you view um, AKs versus AR, Dave? Just out of curiosity, I think that it's kind of like what he said. The I'm more familiar with the AR, so I think that it is a Either one of them is lethal in the right hands, mm-hmm. but I'm more familiar with the AR, and I won't even pick up an AK because if that thing, I, I wouldn't know what to fucking do with it. Oh wow! Like I just pull okay. it and shoot it till it's empty. I know how to reload it and all that right. stuff, but like with the 
with an AR, if it if it jams or anything like that, mm -hmm. I know the the technique to to work on because mm -hmm. I'm more familiar with it. So mm -hmm. I would grab the AR yeah. over the AK. And I think ultimately that's what people should do. It's what you feel more comfortable with, what you what you have access to, what you're familiar with. You know, um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. AK is a pretty capable gun. Um, you know, all around the world, I think. If someone asks me that same question, it, it really depends on the situation that we're going into, right? Like, if both of those guns are equal in their abilities, uh, you know, for me, I know I'm familiar with both of those platforms. It's really, what am I about to uh, go into? What am I going, you know, what am I going after and all that kind of stuff? Um, I think, naturally, I would tend to choose AR over AK, but I think AK is a pretty capable uh, gun. And you can find a lot of AK around. So if it was maybe the apocalypse, you know, I would I would probably go more AK. Um, but I, I think you know nowadays ARs are so easy to to use in my personal opinion, right? They're so easy to use, so interchangeable. If you had to really service stuff on an AK, and um, you couldn't find those parts. I think you. I think I just think like in America, for example, you find parts more easily. You'd be able to take that thing apart, get in there, and figure out what's going on. An AR is more like Legos, and um, AK less so. You know. Um, it is. Well, I don't know about that. Like, it, I think they're both equally not like i don't think the ar is a harder platform i guess because i'm familiar with it mm -hmm. but now here's the other thing too it depends on where i'm at too is where which one i'm gonna grab if i'm in america mm -hmm. and apocalypse hits and i'll mm -hmm. go into a house i'm gonna grab an ar because you see more americans seem like have ars than ak's but you're in africa i'm grabbing an ak yeah because yeah. everybody over there has got ak's so it's more of what you can get i Okay, I agree with you, but I think ARs, this is just my thing, like, I, if I had to choose one, I would choose an AR. I'm just telling you that. But I have AKs as well, I'm into AKs. I don't want anyone to think that I'm into, that I'm not into AKs or I'm disrespecting the AK. But I would say that ARs became as popular as they are in America um, more recently. I'm not saying in the last couple of years, and I'm not saying there's not a lot of ARs in America, but a lot of people out there are familiar with AKs, including in America, and there's a lot of AKs um, in, in America. There's a lot of people, when I talk to them and ask them, AR, AK, there's a lot of AK people. I was talking to someone the other day who doesn't even do what we do. He's just, you know, he happens to be a gun guy. And he was like, yeah, man, I, I run an AK because the ammo, all that kind of stuff is cheaper and more available. And this guy lives in the middle of America, so. Um, well, well, AR too. I mean, honest, AK. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. Go ahead, Dave. Well, I, I, I'm just say this: the AK will run any ammo too, steel, brass, mm -hmm. fucking rocks. You know what I mean? Uh, AK mm -hmm. will run any ammo, whereas an AR, certain ARs you put steel in, it's not gonna run them. A good you a know? a good AR should be able to run steel case though. That's what I'm saying. How many yeah. good ARs out there, though? Everybody uh, <laughs> into the four ninety nine, five ninety nine, shit uh, AR. Truth, truth. That that is true. There are people into cheaper ARs, um, and my kind of AR that I like is probably closer to an AK, right? I like I like piston driven ARs, you know. But I have direct impingement ARs and stuff like that. But I like I think piston driven tend to be a little bit tougher. But I think even a, a six hundred dollar AR should be able to run steel case. 
I would have an issue with a six hundred dollar AR that cannot run steel case. Right. You'd be surprised, man, because I mean a six hundred dollar AR has probably got a forty five dollar barrel in it. So mm-hmm. you know, take take that for you know whatever yeah. it's worth. Yeah, the barrel may not last a, that long. <laughs> but I how mean, long you got a three hundred dollar barrel that'll eat anything? You know? Yeah. So the question is, how long is it? Like what I've found in my experience, most people buy guns. I'm not talking about us, but most people buy guns. And like, so if you, I ask gun stores this all the time with used guns. I say, what is the average amount of rounds that went through that gun from the time someone buys it and then they bring it back to you and they sell it back to you, do something else? 500. Uh, nope, slower than that. What do you think, wow. Dave? For an AR? Yeah. Um, just depends. I don't know. It depends. If, if, if it's, um, if it's a cheap AR... It's it's probably close to the thousand to two thousand range. They're not gonna fucking tell you that. Um, but, no, I, I mean, honestly, the answer is closer to twenty or fifty rounds. And and I'm just saying what. this is this is the average. The thing is, not a lot of like the kind of gun guys like us that are actually training and all that kind of stuff is not the average buyer out there. I would be interested in seeing what the folks think in the chat about that and and but this is really what i've seen a lot of people buy an ar typically like all the ar sales going on now are people buying it because they're like oh my god they're gonna get rid of these things and i need to defend myself to get rid of cops uh i need an ar they go buy an ar they maybe go to the range once put a couple of rounds through it and done they're not really um doing it anymore let me let me i'm gonna i'm gonna let you jump in here marcus let me get this uh super chat up here from john crump money 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 that is <laughs> that is gorillas and guns singing money 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 right there he says my spirit animal is on the show that's from john crump so he's talking about he's talking about you dave you're his spirit animal yeah yeah um yeah i gotta get back on his show too yeah um so let's see uh so i know marcus you wanted to jump in here go ahead well and uh, so i'm with two guys who are gun gun guys i'm not Mm -hmm. a gun guy i'm i'm not because i'm not when you start having discussions about um this caliber is better than this caliber or this gun is better than this gun well they're both useless if you can't use them when the time comes so if you're not training with it i don't give a shit if it's the best firearm on the planet mm-hmm. it, it has a function and mm-hmm. if you can't utilize it to the maximum ability of that tool because you haven't invested the time and money to train with it then it just doesn't matter to me and so it falls on deaf ears when i get into conversations not here but in general about 45 9 millimeter blah, 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 blah. fuck man listen it does it go through the body mm-hmm. does it does it stop the person that's in front of me do mm-hmm. I have enough ammunition and I know what to do with it? Like, unless you can answer those questions honestly and say, I'm good with depressing this trigger mm-hmm. when bad things are happening. Unless you can say that, who gives a shit whether it's a fucking AR, AK, fucking shotgun? Amen. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, the rounds, do, the rounds are going to do pretty much the same thing to you. Look, here's Range Brothers TV. I'm just, I'm, you know, I think this, it may shock some people what I'm saying, but I'm telling you, this is my experience. And I talk to uh, gun shop owners all the time, uh, uh, pawn shop owners, all of that. Uh, Range Brothers TV says I work in a, in a gun shop. Most guns is 60 to 100 rounds, if that. 
you know. Well, see, and, I thought and, and you were not... talking about. I Go thought ahead. you were talking about guys that actually shot their gun and then brought it back because they wanted to upgrade. No. You know, but you're talking like people that buy a gun and then find out later, oh, they. Don't well, I'm want talking it. about. I'm talking. I was talking about the average, and the and the thing that I'm making is just like so. For example, Krav Maga, any martial arts out there, or lots of things, lots of things. How many people actually get into it and do it and practice it? You know, this is really the question, and I think this is the thing about firearms. And in the firearms world, there are people, it's just like any other world, right? And I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but it just comes, it just speaks to your level of preparedness. There's people who just collect the guns. They just buy the guns to buy the guns. They don't even go to a range. They don't even shoot it, right? They just have it to have it. I feel you. I have a couple that I just collected. I got some, like, revolvers from 1930 and shit like Mm -hmm. that, yeah, but... Mm -hmm. um, but I your ARs, you're have, shooting. You're shooting your ARs or your Glocks. Yeah, you're training. You're going I, out and I, doing I don't have a fucking, other than a revolver or some shit that I'm going to, you know, to hang on the wall, I don't have mm-hmm. a gun that's under 250 rounds through mm-hmm. it. I mean, mm-hmm. even my shotguns, I mean, fuck, we went out and we took our shotguns out because I wanted to show my boys that a shotgun could be a good defensive weapon because mm-hmm. they were all ARs and Glocks. Mm-hmm. So we went out and we took out five. We went to Walmart and kicked out like 10 boxes of shells when they were like $19. You know, you get five boxes in a big box. And we went out and shot all that shit. We shot two or 300 rounds through shotguns. Mm-hmm. So and, and at the end of the day, they were like, uh, I like shotguns now. So just to show them the different ways you can reload and things like yeah. that. So if you talk to I a think guy- everybody should have a mm-hmm. shotgun, too. Amen. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, yes, thank you, uh, Dave Biden. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> you sound like Biden. Well, I'll just get the shotgun. But I, no, I'm teasing you. I'm teasing I'm gonna you. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why I think everybody should have a shotgun. I think you I should agree. have a shotgun mm-hmm. and a loader. You should mm-hmm. have a loader. Loaders are cheap. You can get them for shotguns pretty cheap. And the reason being is you can put any fucking thing in a shotgun shell and shoot it. You can put rocks, you can put pebbles, you can put anything. It's an apocalyptic, apocalyptic gun if that's what it gets down yeah. to. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And it never fails you. No, it's. I mean, you're fun. You're doing most of the function, right? On your on your barrel right. fed shotgun. Now, uh, magazine fed shotguns. Mm, <laughs> you know, I think that's a little bit different story for me. Uh, and I like magazine fed shotguns, but there's a lot of different issues you run into when it's magazine fed versus tube fed, right? I mean, shotguns have been yeah, around for a long above time. My pay grade. Huh? <laughs> You're above my pay grade. <laughs> Talking about magazine-fed uh, shotguns, that's a uh, that's a uh, whole different. I'm uh, I'm gonna have yeah. to step away from this conversation. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Well, there's some AK pattern like a Sega 12, right? Yeah. It's an AK yeah. pattern. Yeah. Basically, an AK shoots um, uh, 12 gauge, but it's it's magazine-fed. Um, and so when when you're feeding off the magazine and stripping that that out, you can run into issues like what like where's the brass? So is it high brass, low brass, that kind of stuff for just for grabbing it and loading it in there versus in a tube? If it gets in the tube, you know, and it moves in that tube, you're pretty good. And 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 that's why I think like your traditional shotgun is a pretty awesome, flexible firearm, right? If if we're really in the mm-hmm. apocalypse, you could chop that thing down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a lot uh, of stuff. Good, with a it. good, a good, a good eight seventy or something like that. I have you know the little. Pistol style eight seventy shotguns, mm-hmm. fucking yeah. perfect, man. I love those, yeah. and everybody yeah, should have that, and they should have a down the barrel AR. I think. Right, <laughs> of course. I, I agree about that last part. <laughs> yeah, 
of course. But I think one of the things that that's going on, like gun, the gun world, right? Gun world-wise, like right now, everyone's buying everything. Everything's pretty much selling, you know, including like some really nice guns. You know, there are companies that have, that make high-end guns. And if you check on their website, they're like all sold out. And you know, oh, what's going on? And I think it's because of the demand of everyone right now is getting guns in America, right? This is why sales have gone through the roof. One of the good things moving forward that maybe will happen is if the pendulum swings back the other way and we don't have uh, crazy people in the White House trying to go after guns, you will find a lot of uh, reasonably priced guns out there that are very lightly used, if used at all. Yeah. <laughs> really good true. prices. Yep, very true. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, buy, and I hope we see that. Buy low and sell high or whatever that At, shit is. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So... Um, I mean, I don't know if we're going to see that. I would ask you guys, what do you guys think, um, like, with all the... I don't know how much you track what's going on with the gun control stuff. Marcus, what, what, well, what does I this look like to you? Everything, look at the, just look at history. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of following mm -hmm. history. Mm -hmm. We are predictable in our nature. So at some point in time, I don't mm -hmm. know when, but at some point in time, it will tip in the opposite direction that it is now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, nothing, the saying, this is a saying that uh, I live by. Nothing good lasts forever. My good times don't last forever, and neither do my bad times. Mm -hmm. So, at some point in time, it's going to fucking swap up the other direction. Okay. All right. I, what do you think about that, Dave? Uh, you, you have that same feeling? I don't think we've had a chance to talk. I think the last time we talked was before we went into elections and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are you thinking now? And as a manufacturer, what do you like? Give me your crystal ball ball prediction here. As far as um, the laws on guns and and how they're trying to steal your guns and kill your Second Amendment and take yeah, over your mean, lives and make yeah, you in yeah, prisoners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you see this lasting for a long time? Is this permanent? lasting for a long time, or it's short lived until maybe we change some things in politics? What do you think? Well, I think it's lasting for at least the next three years. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. until we get that fucker out of there. Um, mm -hmm. But if it, hopefully, it doesn't tip to the point to where uh, the 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 president that we have now um, actually gets to where he starts banning guns, and 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 then with the next president coming, it might be a Republican or maybe a Democrat that wants guns, and it'll be harder to pull us out of that hole again. Once you know the stuff getting because once you pass a law, it's hard to get it unpassed. If yeah. that makes sense, it does. So yeah. I don't, I don't see us. I, I see us at least for the next year. We're gonna have an ammo shortage. We're gonna have a gun shortage. I mean, mm -hmm. we're gonna have all that at least for the next year minimum. Um, but I think we have too many people fighting for a Second Amendment for him to just, you know, ban them and things of that nature. I mean, statewide. Like our state, we just our uh, governor just did a thing where he we're a Second Amendment um, uh, state or whatever, which is why I love my state. Mm -hmm. You know, so if it does pass federally, then you're going to have federal and state laws button heads, kind of like with marijuana in California and different places like that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's going to get to the point to where he's going to be able. He's not going to have enough people to back him to take away the stuff that we have, the rights that we have. 
you know, I would hope um, not. I would hope not. Uh, like how we're talking about people getting guns and using them, you know, uh, Americans who who have the uh, the rights and the ability to vote. I wonder how many of them are really practicing that. I think the numbers are still low. Uh, people aren't paying attention. I hope that maybe what happens in the next few years makes people wake up and pay pay attention to what's happening. You know. Yeah. When not, I say when I say he doesn't have the, enough people, what I'm saying mm-hmm. is. Let's let's say he does pass, he banned ARs at the White House, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. name me one police officer that you know that's going to come in your house and try to take your God-given Second Amendment right. Based on where and I live, where I don't know. Community. Yeah, yeah. Based on where I live, I don't know people. I'm sure that there are some that might do that out there. Um, but I know. See, I think that is the thing. Like I know a lot of people. I'm not going to say all of Florida. Florida is kind of getting purple. You know, and there's parts of Florida that are really liberal and willing to give up their rights. But I think like where I live and the people around me are not going for that. You know, right. And And mm -hmm. so that's what I mean on a state level is going to be if he bans ARs. I like I don't think our police department, I know our police department won't come and try to take anything. Mm -hmm. And we're going to and the states are already going Second Amendment, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're going to see. You might, you know, you got California and New York and fucked up places like that. But, yeah. you know, when it comes down to um, certain states, man, you're not going to see that stuff happen. It's, yeah. it's not going to, you know, who's going to come in and take your gun, man? Because there's going to be a Fox's lot of, own yeah, there's going to be a lot of non-compliance with that. Right. Right. The, the question is the majority of the other Americans out there. Are they going to wake up and realize how dangerous it this is that these that these people are suggesting? That's really the question. I think it goes back to what we were talking about. Like people are so comfortable, you know. Are how many people out there are really willing to be uncomfortable to fight for their rights? I'm not. I'm not hoping that we get into like a civil war in America or anything like that. But at some point. Uh, states in America resisting what's happening, like Florida. I saw the governor of Florida talking about this today. You know, Florida didn't shut down. Florida kept going, but when they're giving out the government money, they're taking it from Florida and already and giving it to other states. <laughs> you know, how long does that go before the states go? Nope, we're not even dealing with this anymore. And there's gonna there's gonna be a little bit of suffering out of that that some people might not want to do. But we, but we have to be willing to, to be uncomfortable to some level to make these people realize, yeah, you're not going to be able to do this to us, right? Right. Um, and I, think and I don't think we're going to have a civil war. Mm-hmm. No. 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 No, we're not going to have a civil war. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to tell you why we won't have a civil war. Because if we did have a civil war, it would be over what? The banning of firearms. Mm-hmm. So if you're you're either going to be on the left or you're mm-hmm. going to be on the right. And if you approve the banning of firearms, mm-hmm. then that means you don't have no fucking firearms. <laughs> so who's going to win that? Yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, really think about that. You what are you going to do? Struggle. Run up with sticks mm-hmm. and rocks? Yeah. So there's not going to be a civil war there. They, they, you know, um there's a lot of people that will go to the level of violence that's needed to to keep your rights intact or go there i mean there's a lot of people that would you know this country might separate mm-hmm. but it won't be a civil war like mm-hmm. people are thinking about it like an apoc- 
apocalyptic event. It won't. Ne- yeah. It'll never be that. I I would agree with you for the for two reasons. I would agree with you because I think most people in America are too comfortable to fight for anything. They'll just take whatever they're given. Oh. You know, but I but I also agree with you because there are still in America left enough men and women that aren't willing to give up their freedom and willing uh, to fight for it on whatever level that is, whatever it escalates to. Um, And ultimately, that's what matters. I think the rest of the people in society that just will just are willing to get go along with the get along or whatever it is. Those people don't really matter to me. Right. They're going to take whatever. This is this is the problem. But I think I agree with you that there are enough people that are going to go, no, that's not freedom. That's that's slavery. To me, it, it's it's slavery. You know, you can they can try to word that however they want to. But when they try to make me dependent on them and take away my claws, right, from me, that's telling me that they want to they want to enslave me to them. And that's a lot of what we have going on now. That's what's been happening for the last year. So. Um, and what's been and what's been happening in America for the last year, there's not enough people in America saying no yet. Like, no, we're done with this. We're not, you know, I think these guys are going to try to push this to two years. But, um, you know, um, and as uh, someone here said it, I'll, and, and, I'll, and I'll let Marcus, I think Chris Schumach says the average person that only puts 50 rounds through his rifle uh, probably isn't going to fight to keep their rights as much as we do. No, no. Yeah, they don't Go have ahead. skin in the game. Like at the end of the day, this is what what it's going to come mm-hmm. down to is who has skin in the game. Mm-hmm. How badly is this of an importance uh, to you? When you have people who are so dependent on, and I'm going to go to Amazon again, and it's a bad example because I use Amazon, so does everybody. Mm-hmm. But when people will take away something, it isn't until they take away something that deeply impacts everybody. Mm-hmm. Then, then, then you'll see an uprising, but we won't have an uprising until then because there's only a small percentage, whatever that is, of people who are going to stand up for that Second Amendment or any of the amendments. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're you're look as a foreigner, you have one of the best countries in the world here. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have one of the mm-hmm. best countries in the world, mm-hmm. but you take it for granted. Mm-hmm. The people that have not traveled out of the country have no fucking clue what they're fucking up by, by allowing things like this to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay? Go to yeah. Colombia. Go to Venezuela. Go to any third world country. Yeah, man. I agree with Fine. you. I agree with you, brother. You know, and I think I think there are there's a lot of people like us. You know, the question is, like, you know, how long does it take before they really back us all into the corner where we decide to come out fighting like that? I think we're all we're going to like because of who we are, we don't go from zero to 100 immediately. Right. We start making sure like, OK, where I'm at, make sure I'm OK here, building out uh, my community, that kind of a thing. Um, but when it comes down to it, there's there's more of us than them. If we really all get backed into that corner and people realize like, hey. It's it's now the time to you know to really fight to really do this. So um, hopefully, you know, hopefully it doesn't get that far, and people in America realize exactly uh, what's been happening to them. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of in the middle of all of it because we've been doing this for a year, and Americans aren't mad yet. No. <laughs> you know, and people. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. You've got you've got enough people. I think Dave made a good point that you've got mm-hmm. people who are are willing to be loud enough to 
to take care of things as usual for the masses, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You got you got X amount of people who will sit there and do the job that everybody should be doing. That's just the way that that's as a society. That's how we are and yeah. have been for quite some time. That's how human beings are. Okay, I think yeah. uh, we lost Dave again. Hopefully, we'll get him back here. But we should be we should start wrapping this up. Um, anyway, because I think we've been going for it's been a great conversation, man. Uh, I've enjoyed meeting you, you know. I'm glad I had a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, you'll come back again. Um, you know, same thing, same thing goes for Dave. Hopefully, we'll get him to come back here in the conversation. I want to encourage all you guys out there to smash the thumbs ups, you know, while you're still in here. Um, Marcus, if you could tell the folks out there, where can they find you? How can they communicate with you? Find out, you know, maybe how to get some training from you. What should they do? Um, well, uh, at all platforms, I'm, I'm a little more on Instagram than I am say anywhere else, but Instagram, Mm -hmm. Facebook, uh, if you have questions about training, let me know. Uh, my website, www.marcustorgerson.com usually has everything with, uh, upcoming workshops I'm doing or products I'm hawking and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. All right. Awesome. Um, you know what? I don't, I don't see, uh, I don't see Dave coming back in here yet. I would encourage all you guys to follow down the barrel LLC. Um, Dave's got lots of good stuff going on. And as he was talking about, he's got some even better stuff, uh, coming out here on the way. If he's not, he he might be having some internet uh, trouble. So, oh, here he goes. Hold on. He's getting him back in just in time dave where are you <laughs> there you go okay yeah. i'm back there we go. yeah just there in time tell the folks out there how they can support you man if they want to communicate with you ask you stuff uh keep up with you till they um, see the new stuff coming out where do they go uh down the barrel official uh dot com is my website uh down the barrel official is my instagram um my new website uh kick the skull dot com mm-hmm. Please check out kickthiskull.com. If you're into self-defense and you want to order stuff so you can train and train your family, kickthiskull.com. Um, and then on Down the Barrel Official, my phone number and everything's on there. You can call me. So, All right. Awesome. So here's what I'm going to do. Both of you guys stay right there. I'm going to run in the end of the show, um, and then I'm going to come back here and get some words of wisdom. Which one of you guys wants to drop some words of wisdom on us? Oh, Marcus. Dave do it, man. Dave's got... No, Marcus, do it. <laughs> no, Dave said you, Marcus. I, I, vote with, I vote with Dave. So it's going to be all about you, Marcus. I'll give you a little bit of time. Big thanks to Harry's Holsters for sponsoring the show. We really appreciate them. Also, I would recommend um, all you folks out there, go check out U.S. Law Shield. Um, you know, this is the Florida gun law book, but they've got these kinds of books for uh, lots of different states. Uh, we do have a link in the description that you guys can save, save some money, and then you can also also help us out we get a couple of bucks out of that so go check them out stay right there guys we're going to come back here in a second and marcus is going to drop krav maga words of wisdom on us here's the end all right thanks to everyone for watching i hope you guys hit those thumbs ups ring the bell um say stay subscribed here to the show thanks so much we're going to rip the audio out of this and throw it up on itunes and all the other places that you get your audio podcasts from um everyone loved the show lots of uh kudos on that hit us with the words of wisdom marcus well i I would say this for everybody that's listening or watching this if you truly want to sit there and and change the odds when violence knocks on your door um, get up off your ass and 
do some training on any type of system that you're used to doing. If you're if you're a if you're a firearms person, dry drilling and 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 mag changing and going to the range when you can. If you're a blade guy, whatever it is that's your 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 tactics, work on it under adverse conditions. Work under it so that you feel confident when violence decides to enter your life because it will come and visit you at some point in time. Amen. Amen. I totally agree with that. Big thanks to Dave from Down the Barrel for coming on and also suggesting that we get Marcus on here. Uh, you know, Marcus, thanks so much for coming on, man. I really do appreciate you being on the show here. Uh, thanks to everyone out there. We will be back tomorrow. We'll see you guys. We're out right now. Peace.